it's all for. It's all about this. You play for this. No matter what level you're at, you play for championship. Wake up, wake up, wake up. What up, what up, what up? Real Coach JB here on the Wake Up Show, right here on the Coach JB Show, YouTube. Appreciate you guys joining me for the Wake Up Show, as always. We're here on the West Coast, the Best Coast, Left Coast, whatever you guys want to call it. Away from the hurricanes, in the sun and shine. Shout out to all those hurricane survivors and go-throughers. I know you guys are dealing with the drama right now. Um... Hopefully you guys are uh, safe. Hopefully you guys are safe. Appreciate everybody, even in the hood. What's up? Eddie Manyweather is waking up early on the West Coast. Six o'clock in the morning. Told you motherfuckers in the hood be waking up early. Who said they don't? Um, shout out to everybody joining the show, man. This, brought, this show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Head on over to betonline.ag. Use the promo code Believe B L E A V five zero and get you fifty percent off. Welcome bonus, man. I appreciate everybody joining me, man. We got a lot to discuss, a lot of football to talk about. Thursday night football is here. Where's my main man Capo at? Hector. He he doesn't want to bet me about Dodgers Padres. I'm sure no more. You know Dodgers beat them one nothing again last night. Dodgers can win and ten nothing. They can win one nothing. They can win ten nine. They're the best team in baseball. I don't. I don't want to hear this Mets shit and this Yankee shit and all this Astros shit. Dodgers gonna win the World Series. That's what we do. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. The Doyers. The Doyers. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hope you got your cup of Joe. Whatever it is you do. Donnell Simpson, what up? Become a member today, $1.99, dog. We got a lot of opportunities out here as the show grows. That's what she said. Um, we're going to get after it today. We got a lot, of, a lot of football to talk, man, a lot of football to talk. Uh, don't let an alarm clock be the only reason you wake up. That's just the quote of the morning, man. Don't let a fucking alarm clock be the only reason you wake up. Um, Head on over to CanadaDipCBD.com and go get you some fresh-ass slap hoodies, man. They're on fire. Everyone, a lot of folks been buying them overnight. I appreciate you guys been buying them. So the slap hoodie with the L.A. Dodger logo. Or you can just get the slap hoodie with just the L.A. So it's up to you, but they're on CoachJBStore.com. Uh, appreciate everybody coming on in and going to get those, man. Uh, much love to you guys. Um... Wake up, wake up, wake up. We got a lot to discuss, man. Thursday night football is here. I know you all excited to watch some football tonight. Um, we got a lot going on in there. We got uh, we got an injury report to talk about, man. We're going to get an injury report to talk about and then uh, get that going here shortly. So um, 
Appreciate everybody coming on in here, man. Pound the like button. Um, pound the like button, man, and subscribe if you're not one already. So pound the like button, subscribe, become a member. I want to get into this injury report real quick for Thursday night's game. Tua, he's going to steal the headlines, of course, because I showed you what I thought was a fucking concussion. I don't want to hear the bullshit about the goddamn hitting his back. Um, he's questionable, all right? Uh, he's questionable. I believe he's going to play. A uh, couple other important keys. Left tackle, Teron Armstead, toe, corner, Xavier Howard, one of their better ones, groin, glute. Can't play corner with a fucked up groin and glute, so we'll see how he is. Wide receiver, Jalen Waddle. Um, Jalen Waddle has a groin issue. Brandon Jones, safety, has a chest issue. And uh, defensive tackle Raquan Davis's knee, and then Cedric Wilson Jr. wideout has a rib and a toe. So Mike McDaniel, the weirdo fuck, expects uh, most, if not all, of them to play tonight. So Hector, there's your uh, there's your updated uh, injury report uh, from a inside source. So you should bet accordingly on your DFS. You should bet accordingly on your DFS tonight. So, um, check in on that shit. Um, let's see. Let me see. Um, uh, get this. Miami also has two players listed as out. Tight end Seathan Carter or whatever his name is. Concussion. Ironically, I don't know if you saw his concussion. And Hunter Long. He's got an ankle. So those two cats are out. I doubt you guys, any of you guys bet on him anyway. Now let's head on to the Bengals real quick on their injury report. I know you guys are betting out there. Um, the Bengals inside injury report. Defensive tackle DJ Raider, knee, tight end, Drew Sample, knee, starting Bengals, offensive tackle, Lyle Collins, back is questionable. The game has shifted half a point to three and a half, Bengals favorite from four. Um, the NFL has chosen the Viking Stadium to play the Bucks chiefs game if need be. I don't get that. We talked about it on yesterday's show with Matt McChesney. We talked about this whole thing. <coughs> um... Why Minnesota? I haven't done. I haven't done any research. Anyone, maybe some of you guys in here, um, some of you guys, Twitter gurus can tell me. I don't know why Minnesota. Does, are the Chiefs? Is the Chiefs Stadium being occupied? Is this? They have soccer. Um, do they have soccer or something going on? I don't know. But uh, very interesting. Why Minnesota? Uh, Matt McChesney brought up a good point. It's like the fucking Super Bowl for any uh, cats in Minnesota. I don't know why they would want to go to Minnesota and not play home. So uh, the slap hoodies are for sale right now. Go on over to CoachJBStore.com and get you some slap hoodies. And um, there's the one with the L.A. Dodger on it. So there's both. There's two different ones you can get. And uh, they're right there. CoachJBStore.com. Shout out to my man Christian for uploading that. Um Steve Mack runs the show from home, but, you know, the hurricane's hit. Um, the, the hurricane is hit, and we are um, 
We are uh, having a lot of fucking internet issues out there in Florida where a lot of folks are. Sarah, Steve Mack, um, etc. So... Um, let me see. Um, AJ Brown misses practice on Wednesday, likely due to his second child being born. If you didn't know that Julio Jones ahead of schedule on recovery. So if any of you guys were thinking about betting, he's got a partial, partial torn PCL could return for the bucks this week against the chiefs. Um, they also they also will return Mike Williams, who's suspended for the part of his, his brawl with Marshawn Lattimore. Um, so Mike Evans, I'm sorry. Um, so Mike Evans will be uh, returning. So that's a big get for Tom Brady. Uh, AJ Brown misses practice on Wednesday, and like I said, and Brett Favre is finally mentioned on ESPN. It's fucking funny. He's been fucking skating. Um, He's been skating his whole this whole damn time, and now all of a sudden he's finally fucking clear, finally clear. Um, so interesting, interesting. Chargers star Joey Bosa to have surgery on his torn right groin, but the Chargers expect to have him back before the end of the season. <coughs> I don't see why you bring him back. I think the Chargers are fucking done. I think you need to stick a fork in the Chargers. Chargers are through. Um, Bleacher Report wrote an article on which player each team should bench. The only quarterback listed was Saints quarterback Jameis Winston. Um, I guess the question is, do I think any other quarterback should be benched? Fucking right I do. Baker Mayfield's ass needs to take a seat. But they beat the Saints. So guess what? He's going to keep playing. And Sam Darnold's still kind of injured, so I'm sure that Baker's going to end up fighting through that season. And I think the coach gets fired before anything. So we'll see what happens there. Zach Wilson's been clear to return to the Jets. Um, I'd wait another week. What's-his-name's playing pretty well, but it is what it is. Um I don't know, man. There's a few quarterbacks I would sit. Justin Fields being one of them, um, but he's your money man. You, you you're gonna pay him, so you you you've you've already set on the sword for Justin Fields. Um, Justin Fields, dog, is horrible. He's fucking god awful. So you need to get rid of that motherfucker. Number one, sit his ass and see what you could do. I would sit Jameis. I would sit Mariota. I would sit Geno Smith. I would sit um, Carson Wentz. That's who I would sit right now. Carson Wentz needs to sit. He is a similar situation to Dak Prescott in Dallas. I believe Heineke is the better fit for that team and that, uh, you know, I think Heineke fits that team better. And Ron Rivera better. Wentz is just an absolute fucking mess. He needs to go. I think he needs to go. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, the Chargers, like Matt McChesney said yesterday, they just keep charging, dog. Like, these motherfuckers are, the, are, are entirely... Uh, 
They are entirely just a team that can't get out of their own way. They are similar to a Phoenix Suns in the NBA. They are similar to a Clippers in the NBA. They are similar to teams that just can't figure shit out. That is who they are. They've been that way. Um, They should have stayed their ass in San Diego because I don't need another fucking loser in L.A. We don't need another fucking loser in L.A. We already got the Clippers. We already got a JV team. Why do we need another JV team to our Rams? The, the Chargers are to the Rams what the Clippers are to the Lakers. They're the JV team, dog. Let's just be real. Get rid of these motherfuckers. We don't need another JV team in L.A. L.A. is the city of fucking champions. We win. Dodgers, Kings, Lakers, Rams. It's ironic that L.A. runs the fucking professional sports world over the last five years. But we want to continue to have these shitty-ass JV teams holding up, occupying our companies and our businesses. Get rid of these motherfuckers. The Chargers need their own town. The Clippers need their own town. Get them the fuck out of L.A. Um, so I'm going to get into some more quarterback play here in, in, in a minute. I just want to go through some topics. Miles My, Garrett listed as to be announced, um, to be determined if he's going to play. I don't know if you've heard about this, but Randy Moss's son, he a tight end named Thaddeus Moss, he got a workout with the Patriots, ironically. Uh, we're going to find out how that works out. And in current events, Russia claims Brittany Griner only hope, only hope is the United States to trade Russian arms dealer. Victor Boot, known as the Merchant of Death. That is the only way Brittany Griner is coming home. So, good luck, Brittany Griner. You man-looking motherfucker. Paul Pierce says he's not worried about him after he was fired by ESPN. He's not worried about too much shit. Uh, I actually was with Paul Pierce about three weeks ago. Um, and Matt Barnes, who's also in the news right now for the Adoka comments. He posted on his uh, Instagram last night that he said when Adoka's uh, truth comes out, he will never coach in the NBA again. Very, very strong comments by Matt Barnes. I'm very interested to see what's going on with him. Uh, what did he do? Um, Paul Pierce says he's not worried about it after being fired for ESPN for posting a video on Instagram with him and some strippers. Paul Pierce is from Inglewood, California. He's two years younger than me, but we actually played them in high school. He was a freshman. Um, all right, he was a sophomore. I was a senior, and uh, he had a great team. We had a great team. We won. But he said he's not ma- he's not worried about ESPN. He's making more money off cryptocurrency in a month than he did at ESPN all year. End quote. Paul Pierce letting them hang, dropping them on ESPN. I don't think he gives a fuck about them. So we're going to get into it. Let me get into some NFL games to watch this weekend. Games that I will be betting on. Bills, 2-1. At Ravens, 2-1. Bills are minus three-point favorites. Going to be an interesting game. Battle of some AFC Titans last few weeks. Bills-Dolphins last week. Bills-Ravens this week. You got the Chiefs playing the Bucks. Another big game implications on it could have some implication on number one seed. Titans Colts, very interesting game right there. Do the Colts keep it rolling after the big win at the Chiefs? And do the Titans get back on track after beating the shitty Raiders? Bears 2 and 1 at the Giants 2 and 1. 
Do the Giants come back? Do, do they protect Daniel Jones? Does the white do the whiteouts actually catch the fucking football, which is their number one job? We'll see. Um, Jaguars at Eagles. Eagles six and a half point favorite. If the Jaguars beat the Eagles, dog, are we calling the Jaguars legitimate contenders already? We're gonna see. Chiefs two and one at the Bucks. Already said. And who? Can stay unbeaten the longest. Dolphins or the Eagles? That is the poll question. Who will stay undefeated the longest? Dolphins or the Eagles? Drop your comments in the section as you hit the fucking like button. Uh, Appreciate everybody joining us so far this morning. Um, Man, I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Eagles stay undefeated longer. Um, I think, uh, I, I'm going to go to the Eagles. I think the Dolphins are going to lose tonight. I think the Dolphins lose tonight. I think Joe Burrow's starting to get it back on track. I think he gets it back on track and the Bengals beat the Dolphins tonight. And I don't know if Tua plays or not. I don't really care, but I think the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles will, will, will stay undefeated longer. Um, Here's, here's, let me break it down. Let me break it down. I'll break it down for you guys. You can have to get a little better feel for it, okay? A little better feel for it. Next five games, Dolphins have tonight at the Bengals. Next week at the Jets. Then they got Vikings, Steelers, Lions. All right? That is the next five for the Dolphins. Tonight against the Bengals. Next week, Jets. Vikings, Steelers, Lions. Lions aren't an easy win anymore. Steelers are never an easy win. Vikings are maybe top five team in the NFL. Jets are a better team, but they can win that one. So, man, I don't know. Here's the Eagles' next five. Jaguars, who aren't, you know, obviously playing well. Then they go to the Cardinals. Then they got AFC or NFC East foe Cowboys, Steelers, Texans. I like the Eagles five more than the Dolphins five. I'm be honest with you. I like the Eagles top five much better. So um, I'm going to give you a little prediction. Dolphins next five games, they're going to lose tonight. They'll beat the Jets. They will lose to the Vikings. They will beat the Steelers and the Lions. So I got them going three and two in their next five. I got them going three and two over the next five. I got them going three and two over the next five. Eagles next five, I got them beating the. I, I can't see the Jags being being that good yet. Uh, I'm going to say they beat the Jags. I say they beat the Cardinals, and I say they beat the Cowboys. Shit, they could go five and zero. I'm going to say the Eagles go. I'm going to say the Eagles go four and one. The only hiccup I see with the Eagles is the Steelers because it's a crosstown rival, Pittsburgh, Philly, and they can get a caught they can get caught up in that game right there. I'm gonna roll with the Eagles going four and one over their next five. I got the Dolphins going three and two. Let's stick to those predictions. If uh if my predictions hold true, then fuck you. There ain't nothing I can really do. If if your ass is uh if I lose, I'll give you guys uh Give you guys something. I don't know what yet. Shit. I'll think about it. We'll figure it out. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, 
Yeah, we'll see. Uh, very interesting to see the least. Uh, a lot of talk about that game. Tonight's game, though, we're going to get into. Um, we're going to get into it. Um, give me give me one minute. I'm going to go get me a uh, re-up on some coffee. Let these damn dogs out. And uh, make sure you go to CoachJBStore.com. Get you a fresh hoodie. Uh, all colors. And uh, we're going to get this show cracking. And uh, stay tuned. We got a little uh, a new segment for the show. So I'll be right back. Peace. But what do I know when I talk about the transfer portal being as shitty as it is? Watering down college football. But what do I know when I say the landscape is completely open to anyone beating anyone? Have I not said it on this show? Did I not say it just a couple days ago? Did I not do a video on Twitter about it? Did I not talk about it on my shows here? And people just, nah, coach, hell no. Really? So, Appalachian State goes into A&M, a $40 million booster-loaded roster. Coach makes $10 million a year. The head coach, Coach Clark at at Appalachian, uh, Appalachian State makes 425k a year. But what do I know? Appalachian State has one four-star player on their roster, FYI. One. Texas A&M has 56 four or five-star players. Go look it up. Go Google it. Go check it out. Go look it up. $425,000 the head coach makes. Texas A&M special teams coordinator makes $1 million. So what do you think Appalachian State special teams coordinator makes? I'd say maybe 100K. Maybe 100K. Maybe 100K. Maybe 100K. What do you think their quarterback coach makes? 45, 50. You know what AM's quarterback coach makes? $325,000. Almost as much as the head football coach at Appalachian State. But what do I know when I say it's watered down and Appalachian State deserves to not have themselves even mentioned with the Texas AM when it comes to going to their fucking house and beating them in a low scoring affair less than. When they just scored 61 points on North Carolina, another Power 5 team. So now Appalachian State can show that they can score 60 on you in a Power 5 school. And they can show they can beat you, a higher ranked team, in a low scoring affair. But what do I know? (laughs) 56 four and five star players. Appalachian State has one. And by the way, Bruce Helms, they did it to Michigan in 2007. They weren't even a Division I team yet. I hope you do know that. They were an FCS school at the time they beat Michigan. So, but what do I know? But what do I know? That's the motherfucking question, all right? What do I know? We got a little nice little, got a nice little banner for it and shit. Um. What does JB know? You know what I mean? I don't know what I know. Shit. I don't I know I know I was on Sean King's show last night and I talked about Jimbo Fisher inheriting a roster. Everyone's like, Jimbo was there. He didn't inherit it. I'm like, have you ever fucking coached? Have you ever been on a 
Have you ever been on a fucking Ross, uh, a, a coaching staff? If you know anything, and you know anything about these coaches, and you've dealt with them like I have for as long as I have, I think I fucking know what Jimbo does and does not do. He calls offense. That's all he wants to do. He's not even around the fucking team that much. Odell and a guy named Jeremy Pruitt, who took the job at the end of 2012, recruited that national championship roster. Because I, I always pointed out, it's funny. Well, Jeremy Pruitt came that year. No shit. I know Jeremy real well. Let me ask you something. Why didn't they win in 2012 then? Fucking know-it-alls. <laughs> Why'd they win it when he got there? Fucking pretty funny. Because they had added a few pieces to a roster that needed a few recruits. And it is what it is. Adrian Stickman said, JB, if you lose trolls, we'll come hard. I don't I don't know what that means. Um I have no idea what that means. Is that English, motherfucker? God damn. Um, Seth is in high school. He's a high school coach being in class and listening to Coach AB on my class break. Appreciate you, Seth. Hopefully you're not teaching or nothing while you hear me motherfucking folks. But, you know, it is what it is. Larry Hubbard, appreciate you. Shout out. Becoming a member. Um, well, that's my point, Doug Williamson. Did you not listen? Have you not ever listened to what I said? You should be a member. I said he earned the bag because he won a natty, but he's only won an inherited one. He's only won a natty, and since he's done with his own roster and staff, what has he done? What's he done since? That's why I'm saying there's only a few that's actually earned the bag, and I, I told you, if he's got a natty, so pay him. That's cool if you want to go by the definition. But I'm just telling you, there are some fraudulent ones out there. Just so you know, my main man at Auburn, who actually played for that natty, the head coach for Auburn, um, Gus Malzahn was the offensive coordinator on that staff. I don't know why his name's uh, blanking me right now. But what? where the fuck happened to him? What happened to him? Head coach at Auburn, plays Florida State for a natty, Beats Oregon for a natty. And he went to two natties at Auburn. And have you ever heard of that motherfucker again? Where is he at? He has a better resume. Gene Shizik. Gene Shizik has a better, better resume than fucking James Franklin. Fucking Jimbo. He's winning two, one, one. Uh, Jimbo's won one. Jimbo's been an assistant for most of these people. He's been an assistant for most of these people. Gene Shizik has a better resume than half of the, more, way more than half, way more than half. But what happened to him? And he actually used to beat Alabama. So, I don't know. Listen, we're going to welcome a uh, former Colorado State alum, played tight end at Colorado State. Um... He's into the sports world. He does a lot of things. He's going to join the show this morning, and he's going to give us some real talk banter, a back-and-forth banter on um, all things tonight's Thursday night game, all things college football this weekend. 
And it's uh, Thirsty Thursday as uh, Sarah hopefully will be joining us today. I'm not sure yet. I haven't spoke to her. She's during, dealing with the, torn, or the hurricane. Um, but it is Thirsty Thursday. Waiting to hear if I'm going to have Pac-Man Jones on later this afternoon. Um, and then tomorrow, Marcellus Wiley joins the show in the 1 o'clock hour. And, uh, and Brandon Lang joins us to talk all things betting tomorrow to get you right for the weekend. He's been out of, he's had surgery, he's got his stint replaced, he's ready to go. So, we'll end the week with a bang. We'll see if we get Pac-Man today. Um, but without further ado, we're going to bring in our, our main guest, Nick Eaton. Okay, Nick Eaton, he played tight end at Colorado State. And uh, he's going to come back and give me some back and forth. And we're going to talk chalk it up on tonight's football game, Thursday night's game, and college football season. All right, so welcome my main man, uh, Nick Eaton, into the show. Nick, what up, man? How you doing? JV, what up, man? Happy to be here. Let's do this. Let's talk some ball. No doubt, man. Chilling. Where you at, Colorado? Denver, Colorado. Yes, sir. Born and raised. That's right. That's right. Yeah, my boy yep. Matt McChesney's out there. He comes on the show every yep. Wednesday. So, you know Matt? I don't know him personally. No, I actually took a visit to University of Colorado when I was in high school, and he was a senior, so he was going out, so he wasn't part of any of the recruiting stuff, but know him well, very well-known guy around the Colorado area. No, nah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you got, man? We got, we got, we got tonight, does it, do, uh, do any injuries pop off at you that you think is going to affect tonight's football game between the Bengals and the Dolphins? Yeah, man, I mean, it seems like there's some pretty deep, I mean, some pretty big ones, you know, with, uh, with the Bengals, Lyle Collins being questionable. I think from everything I've read, he'll be able to go, but that'd be a big loss. Uh, one thing that, that I did notice is that they are getting Isaiah Prince back from the IR, another tackle, because um, that's been the Bengals' biggest thing right now is just keeping Burrow protected, right? You know, he's been sacked 15 times in the last three weeks, and so... I think making sure that that O-line is healthy is number one. Um, DJ Reader being out, you know, that's a big blow to the defensive line. He's a beast up there. Um, but then the big things were, were Mixon and Higgins. They were they were kind of hampered with some injuries earlier in the week, but they're cleared. They're good to go, which is a good sign for Joe Burrow. He needs all the weapons he can tonight. Yeah, no <clears throat> doubt. Uh, protection is crucial, man. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, Joe Burrow gets a pass. It seemed like uh, for the last two and a half years, he got hurt. It was the O line's fault. Last year, he loses the Super Bowl. It was the O line's fault. But he made it to the Super Bowl. Right. Um, everybody said how bad their O line is and how Burrow continues to overcome it. Why doesn't Daniel Jones get the same treatment and same rhetoric and same love? He has a worse O-line, arguably, and a 10 times worse receiver core. Why doesn't he have the same love? He had five drop balls the other day, and he's thrown, he's thrown, um, I believe, 30 interceptions in four seasons. I think mm -hmm. he's one of the top inter uh, turnover guy, of, of, obviously, because of fumbles, too. But 12 of the 30 interceptions have been drop balls by wideouts. Uh, interesting stat. 12 yep. of 30. So They need to start making that a stat. That puts him at 18 picks, which isn't yeah. bad in four years um, no. with a team that has that bad of an O-line. And, and I'm not going to continue to uh, you know, defend uh, Daniel Jones. I think he's a talent. I think he's been in a bad, put in a bad situation, just like a lot of quarterbacks are when they get drafted. They go to, yep. they go to the franchises that sometimes Trevor Lawrence, but it seems like their team is turning it around a little faster than they expected. But a lot of guys go get stuck at, at certain franchises. Um Daniel Jones may just be that guy. We'll see if Zach Wilson's that guy in the in the in the Jets. Uh, sometimes he just you you get dealt the cards you get dealt, man. And and uh, 
But Daniel Jones, I believe, has a very big upside. I just think he's being fucking absolutely uh, buried by a, a, yeah. a horrible Well, roster. I think with Burrow, too, I think he came in, he was the number one pick, right? You know, Jones was another high pick. But I think just who he is and what he's proven so so quickly, you know, DJ had those first couple, you know, rough years. I think it's just an organizational thing if they believe in their quarterback and whatnot. But, you know, like the Bengals, they went up and, you know, quote, unquote, re up their offensive line this month, uh, this past off season you know they added a couple key players and then you know they're still they're still getting them you know they're still getting sacks on jd so you know it's kind of one of those things like yeah they're they'll invest in in burrow but you're exactly right on the giant side it's like why can't you know they did draft evan neal out of alabama you know which will help you know i saw him playing the other night left tackle he looks good you know he's still young learning the offense I think the Giants will come around, you know, but it's it's a hundred percent. You know, you got to go out in the off season, get some free agent O linemen, bolster up that O line because, like, I've been, you know, I watch your show and Jay, you know, Daniel Jones is a dog, man. I mean, the guy can play. You know, he can run. He can, you know, he can break down defenses. He goes through his progressions well. You know, it's just getting him time. And like last week, uh, you know, Burrow was only sacked twice, right? And so, you know, it just proves to you, you know, when you get sacked six times in a game, seven, you know, five times in a game, then you go and play two and you win the game. You know, I think he went 23 or 36. Um, you know, it just proves you how important O-line is. And, you know, them giving him that support, you know, it doesn't make sense. It's not being replicated on the Giants side. You know, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. So I think that plays into it. You know, it's just more of like – Hey man, if we're going to invest all this money into you, we're going to invest on the offensive line. We got to know that you're going to play out, you know, you're going to play. You know, he's sitting there kind of like, dude, you got to you got to give me time, right? So I I don't know what the, you know, organizationally it seems like the Jets and the Giants have always had hiccups, always had issues. Um it seems like Cincinnati, especially after the Super Bowl, what Burrow, you know, kind of proved, I think they were more inclined to invest in him. So I think I think I mean it just is going to take a you know a fantastic year from Daniel Jones to for them to just kind of wake up and be like okay we actually got a guy here now we got to we got to protect him. Yeah, no doubt. I hope they realize that they have a guy because I don't think you're going to be able to recruit you know draft a guy coming out of college. I don't think you, you really like Daniel Jones, don't you? Yeah, I like Daniel. I you yeah. know why man? I've actually sat down with him. I've actually been around him, and he was coached by one of the best quarterback guys in the business. Yep. Um, who actually Cut coached Cliff. Peyton Manning and yeah, yeah. so yeah. Coach Coach Cut's a great coach. He's been he's, <clears throat> he's developed a lot of quarterbacks uh, in the NFL, and you know when he talks about guys and and says certain things, you tend to listen. I've never known him to be wrong, and I don't believe mm-hmm. he's wrong with Daniel. I think Daniel has all the tools and intangibles. I think he even has the it factor. He made some throws the other night under duress, man, that yep. a lot of quarterbacks can't make. Nope. So. You know, I just think uh, I think that's the deal. But at the same time, um, they just you know, if you can't catch the football while you're getting hit in the that's chin, that's another. You know, yeah. you guys can't catch the ball for you. There's a deeper problem, like like, and they don't feel like I don't see them being like devastated by dropping the ball. Like, no. catch used to drop the ball for me, and. At certain points, you keep them up, and you're like, all right, man, fuck it, let's go. And then at other points, you're like, motherfucker. And uh, they come back like, fuck, JB, my bad. Like, you know, they feel it. They're White House dog coming back like, fuck it. Like, we don't care. Smiling, yeah. 
But that's also a generational thing, too. So I don't it know. Is. It, it is interesting. Something interesting, Tom Brady got warned uh, by the NFL for sideline conduct after he could not remember the password to his tablet and broke it. I think he's done that a few different times. Um, do you know why the Bucks are playing the Chiefs in Minnesota? That's what – no. That's the million-dollar question. You know, there's so many other stadiums, you know, that teams aren't playing at you know, closer to where they're at, where they could, you know, go in and play the game. I don't know why Minnesota, it, I, you know, it's a big venue. It's got a dome. I have no idea why they're going all the way up to Minnesota. Kind of an advantage for the Chiefs, if you think about it, you know. know, just being in the Midwest, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm confused on that one. I don't get it. That one doesn't make any sense to me. But, you know, they got it done. They're going to be safe. They're getting out of there, so. Um, what do you contribute the Eagles' success to so far? Uh I, I got two things on on offense. I got Jalen Hurts being night and day better than he's been. Uh, mechanically, nope. he's gotten better. And then I, the addition of AJ Brown just makes them um, very very dynamic because you have the small shifty uh, Smith that they can move around, and you just can't. It's hard to double team both of those guys. Similar to Waddle and Tyreek Hill in Miami. Um, why did Tennessee give up AJ Brown? And and. Huh, why did they give him up? And then does he make the Eagles a true Super Bowl contender? Why they gave him up? That was one of those ones on draft night. Did that happen draft night? Was that on draft night that they got rid of him? I believe so. Yeah, that was one of those ones watching the TV, seeing the ticker. And I think there's other YouTube videos out there of other people just kind of looking at the ticker being like, no fucking way. You know, like that, he was so pivotal. He, you know, they had Julio Jones at the time. You know, they thought he was going to be the guy, but AJ Brown was always like a staple of the Tennessee Titans in their pass offense. Not only that, the guy blocks like an absolute dog, too. He's just a great, he's one of the top receivers. I think he's in the top five, you know, to mention, uh, you know, across the NFL. But I do think, you know, adding him in with, you know, Devontae Smith, having those two guys being able to go vertical, stretch the field, and then also keep him honest in the run game. I just think he brings so much to a team in terms of just another threat. When you've got two legitimate threats on each side, like, you know, you know, it's going to be a pain in the ass. Like, you got to keep a safety over the top of both of them, right? It kind of takes away, you know, you can, you know, kind of advance in the run game. But A.J. Brown, I just – him becoming an Eagle made Jalen Hurts that much better, made the offense that much better. I just think – I honestly got just watching them play and watching how Jalen is just so composed. Not only that, man, I mean, he is just a – he's just an animal, man. Like, he's just – he's one of those guys that can kind of – he's like the new Vic in my way. You know, he just stretches plays, keeps plays open. You know, and having a guy like A.J. Brown that knows the game and being able to get open in those situations, you know, where he's kind of scrambling around. I think just having a vet like that makes them makes them a legitimate, you know, Super Bowl contender, especially after week three. Um, I'm just writing down these uh, qu- these quarterbacks who I would replace um, tomorrow if I could. Um, you're saying Baker, you're saying Wilson's field, Jameson. Yeah, um. I agree with you on the Wentz one, man. I think Heineke, I, you know, I don't know why, to be dead honest. You know, they've tried these, you know, experiments with other guys. Heineke just fits what they're doing. He's a Virginia guy. I don't know. He's not really a Virginia guy, but he went to Old Dominion. So he's got that name around that area. You know what I mean? I just think, you know, putting Wentz in there, 
you try to get a big name, you try to get some guy with some starting experience, but Heineke, man, I think he's just like, he's a perfect quarterback for that team where they're at organizationally. And, you know, if it doesn't, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Let me ask he you this. Who's, who's, uh, so Carson, I, I got it on the ticker on the bottom down there. Uh, you guys can give me some other quarterbacks you guys think should be benched. I'm starting with Carson Wentz. I'm, I'm going to Mariota. Who, who's Mariota's backup? No clue. Right. Who is the Mariota's yeah, backup? Yeah, so I got to pump my brakes because people were quick to say bench people, and I don't want to fall into that idiocracy that I put my foot in my mouth and say bench Mariota. Um, isn't it the kid from Cincinnati? Yeah, Desmond Ritter. That's what I'm seeing um, right here. So Ritter, see, I'm Ritter. not sold yep. on him either, and I and, and I'm not sold on him, and um, I'm not sold. I know a lot of people are going to come out and say bench Trubisky. I'm waiting to see the chat light up. Bench Trubisky. I'm not so quick on benching Trubisky because we are falling into this quick ass. Uh, everyone wants instant gratification now. Everybody. We want to make the quick buck on YouTube, IG models. We don't want to go work. We don't want to do any of that shit. So we want instant gratification. How about we let these quarterbacks sit a couple years and have some lumps, hits, hit, hit, get hit in the mouth a few times and learn from some folks? I'm very, very interested. I don't know if this ever comes to fruition. I don't know that or not. But there's a guy out there who I'm not a fan of. I don't believe he's going to be very good. But I'm very interested to see if he's better than a lot of these quarterbacks playing right now when he does finally play. And that is Jordan Love. Is Jordan Love going to be better for sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, just like Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre, just like a lot of these quarterbacks sat behind legendary guys? Is he going to be better when he actually plays and be well ahead of, say, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, um, you know, these other guys? I'm curious to see that, man. I really am. I haven't heard anyone talk about it. Jordan Love has just been a guy that just comes in and people think he's shitty. People think he's this and he's that. Um, my buddy actually coached him at Utah State. Talented kid, I hear. But, uh, but I, you know... Trying to throw him in early, I think, has just ruined him. I think he's going to benefit, and I think people need to realize we need to sit a year or two. If not, I would say two or three years, but right now we, we're, we're in this world of instant gratification. Needs to play right now. Needs to do this. The guy at Pittsburgh, Pickett, the guy Ritter from Cincinnati, they're not ready to go in the NFL game right now. Ask Trey Lance. Ask Trey Lance, who hasn't played a football game in three years, especially coming from the FCS level. So... Very, very interested. I'm saying it right here on the show. Let's stay tuned to see if Jordan Love, first, does he get traded somewhere and play? Or is he just the heir apparent and sits six years? And now it's a twofold question, Nick. He comes in in two more years and Aaron Rodgers retires. He better be the fucking dude because he's going to get fucking castrated if he's not. Oh. And it better be the it better be the exact same situation that Rodgers came in. You know, yeah. Rodgers came in, and it was a, it was. I mean, those Packers fans aren't going to be aren't going to be forgiving if it's a slow start from from Jordan Love. But I agree, man. Like, I just think I'm one of those guys. You know, you always you hear about guys getting drafted. Like they drafted Jordan Love. 
you know, all you hear from Aaron Rodgers is that he loves the guy. He works hard. He listens. He's like a very yes. like studious guy. Right. And so he's sitting under there, you know, learning from one of, if not the best quarterback of all time, you know, obviously Brady's the greatest, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers yeah. is Aaron talent Rodgers, wise. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and you know that's the same thing. Aaron Rodgers sitting behind Brett Favre. You know, everyone was sitting there like, "Why do you?" Judge? It's the exact same situation. And I think if you, uh, you know, the Packers obviously have a success with quarterbacks, right? And so they've obviously know what they do, you know, what they're doing. So I think him sitting behind Rodgers, learning and whatnot, and then these other guys just get thrown to the fire. It's kind of a double-edged sword, right? Because. You know, and just like in any job, any profession, you know, the only way to really learn is to get out there and do it, you know. And so they toss these guys out there, expect quick results, you know. And that's the other thing that's frustrating is you you hear these guys when they get drafted, you know. It's a not even a close example, but, you know, I'm a Broncos fan. When they drafted Drew Locke, they were like, give him three years, give him three years. And they always they're always talking about giving these guys time not throwing them in right away, you know, unless they absolutely have to. And then you get to the season and it's not even an option. They're in the game, you know, and it's like, I don't know if the fans or the the ownership gets in the coaches' heads or whatnot, but it's like, you know, give these guys time to learn, man. This game is completely different. It's constantly changing. You know, the rules are a little bit different in the NFL versus the Like, yeah, give them time. Like Mariota behind – or excuse me, Ritter behind Mariota, I think is, you know, Mariota's not really a top tier quarterback, but the guy knows what he's doing. He's a good dude. You know, he's, you know, very, very, you know, X's and O's oriented. I just think, you know, with Jordan Love, I think he's in a great position, especially after everything you hear from Aaron Rodgers, man. I mean, he sounds like he's just like the dude just kind of in waiting. And I think it's going to benefit him more than, you know, these guys like Fields and all these other guys that are just getting thrown into the fire, especially on bad teams too, man. You know, Rodgers, or excuse me, Love isn't just walking into a bad situation. Jesus, what's going on? My old things froze up here. Hold on. Um, you hear me? a couple times a year and the kid can ball man but it's just a matter of just translating that to the nfl and it sounds like from everything rogers and the coaching staff are saying he's right on track um i'm just completely losing service i don't know if you can hear me um let me get rid of some shit here illusion yeah i don't know what's going on i'm just losing service left and right um can you hear me did you get any of that yeah i got i got some of it i just lost service just right, right. now um let me ask you this. The Twitter world has... Can you hear me? Yep. The Twitter world has leaked a walkthrough by the Miami Dolphins. Um, what's going on with that? Have you heard anything about this? And and how the fuck yeah, does somebody just... record that? How does somebody record that? Um, it blows my mind, man. It really blows my mind that this is the era we're in. Like, that is literally somebody on the inside recording the entire deal, posting it, and... Uh, I'm just so confused, dog. This is the world we live in. I would not be surprised if it's the fucking backup to one of the receivers that don't play. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. going to be some shitbird that did it. Um, very yeah. interested. I, I haven't heard the heard whole story. I just heard about that this morning, man. That's crazy. It sounds like they were practicing at University of Cincinnati. The guy was kind of posted up way in the top right corner and was just, you know, videotaping them. And I watched a couple of plays. I mean, dude, they. I mean, it's like a watching, you know, film in a film room, right? It's like breaking down X's and O's and 
who the hell gets that out there? Fuck if I know, man. Like that's just, I mean, same thing what you just said. It's a world we live in. Like it just, it's kind of going like with the Herm Edwards at Arizona state, like his guys are throwing him under the bus, selling his playbook, so to speak, you know, who knows, man, you know, we kind of live in a very vindictive world these days where you're right. A receiver's not getting playing time or you never know, man, you know, it could have just been somebody undercover or something for, for, uh, for Sensi, but it's just wild, man. Yeah. Especially, you know, the second it gets to Twitter, I mean, it's it's worldwide. I, I heard it's. I, mean? uh, I heard it was a Cincinnati student or some shit. Yep. Um, I know where that stadium is. I've been in there several times. It's like kind of in the middle of a fucking campus. It's kind of like uh, you got to walk through some shit. It used to be under construction when I was when I used to go up there all the time. It seemed like it was always fucking under construction, and uh, it is very very like nestled in between like a mm-hmm. bunch of you know buildings, and it's like well fuck. Who got in there? Why aren't they shut down? And in Miami, each NFL team has their own security along with NFL security. So I'm sure, I'm confused on how uh, a student or anyone just got put up in the fucking press or in, in any of these. Yeah. Uh, uh, the only thing I could think of, it's some crazy, you know, Bengals fan that's a student at University of Cincinnati. Maybe they said they're a film guy for the football team. They got to get stuff ready for Saturday or test out some equipment or whatnot. That's the only thing, like, realistically, because you're right. Those security, I mean, you get into, like, those NFL hotels and stuff. I mean, you're not getting to anybody. That security team's on check, you know. And so, I mean, it's it's just as wild to me as it is to you. I just, you know, it's 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 unfortunate, man. But at the same time, you know, Mike McDaniel probably is like, all right, we'll just take those plays out. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, no, no doubt. I, I don't think it matters. Uh, you got to nah. still stop the shit. Um I see the people in the chat. I, I I got my ticker down there. I probably misspelled three or four names. I don't even care. Usually, I'm very very good with that, and I actually look. I would do if I cared. I would look into it. Brian, I don't give a fuck how to spell Jameis's name because I don't care about him. I don't know nothing about him because he's shitty. So if he's good, I'll learn how to spell his name correctly. You should know that by me about now. Um, all right, let's get into the game tonight. What what matchups do you like or key matchups, and what is going to be this deciding factor? Before I, before you answer that, um, we have groin injuries all-time mm-hmm. high, hamstrings all-time high, glutes and shoulders. As a coach, as a guy with two master's degrees, I know a little bit about it. This NFL, the NFL that I'm talking about, this generation of NFL, they don't take it serious, in my opinion. They get paid before they earn it, in my opinion. When you get paid before you earn shit, in my opinion, you don't take shit serious. That means your body. That means your mind. That means everything. We got motherfuckers playing video games, not learning fronts, not learning pressures. We're ta- we're, it's, it's all over the place. It, and, and it ain't just one guy like Ky, Kylie or uh, Kylie uh, Murray. Murray. Kylie yeah. Murray, not Kyler. Oh so I'm just confused on why we have so many injuries. And people want to know why? Well, I'm telling you why. They're not conditioned. If you watch the Miami and the Buffalo game, I understand it's 100. I understand they played defense on defense. They played 90 snaps. I understand all that. But that used to be a norm. That used to be a fucking norm. Uh, so I, uh, I'm confused. You're, asking, you're acting like this was the first 90 fucking play football game or some shit. We used to average 96 plays when I was an O.C., so I'm just trying to be. I'm just trying to figure out why all of a sudden are these people getting a pass, and 
Not only are injuries at all-time high, because we don't practice fast no more, we don't practice hard anymore, and we don't tackle anymore. So we're getting all-time high tackle issues, injuries. We're getting all-time high pull hammies, pull groins, torn groins, torn this, torn that. And I think Roger Goodell in the NFL has done this league in a disservice. They are crippling the players at an all-time rate. Um, because we don't practice, we don't hit in practice, and we don't fucking hit in the game. So when you when you pull up, as you know, and you're going full speed, and then you pull up, you're going to get injured. And not only does your body, when you pull up, fucking tear groins, pull up hamstrings, and then also hurt your your upper extremities, that's the number one reason. You can't run 20 miles an hour and then get there and have to stop all of a sudden. You're going to pull hamstrings, pull groins. You're going to fucking get hurt. So, very, very confused on this thing. Uh, what is your take on this injury thing and and uh, and this whole tackling and rules committee bullshit? Because uh, personally, yeah. I miss kickoff return. <laughs> That's just me. Yep. I mean, the whole concussion, you know, the CTE, you know, wave, they came over, you know, what is that, you know, how many years ago? It's just completely changed how, you know, it's it's kind of like college. Like, you only have 20 hours a week on the field or whatnot. Now it's like, you know, two days are done, you know, live hitting, all that stuff. The stuff that everyone's kind of sitting there saying, oh, we've got to avoid this because of concussions. You know, you go back and you look at data from back in the day. The injuries obviously are up, you know, and it's 100% because of conditioning. It's camp. It's, you know, doing walkthroughs, you know, 90% of the time, you know, not going full speed, you know, not hitting. I think, you know, the the conditioning and just the, you know, I feel like, you know, just the way strength and conditioning has changed as well. You know, back in the day, it was put on as much weight as you possibly can and just rep it out. Now it's all about speed and explosiveness. And I don't know how, I mean, you're the one with the kinesiology degree. I don't know if that stuff, you know, plays into, you know, affecting ligaments or tendons or whatnot in a different way versus heavy lifting and running, you know, the basics. So I don't know, man, but it, you're right. Like, you know, you sit here, you've got, you know, Waddle with the groin, Xavier Howard with the groin, you know, Cedric will like, you got all these guys with groin and hamstring and knees and, you know, they always talk about, you know, there was the whole debate the other day about the the turf versus grass. I'd be curious to see what you think of that. But just the turf versus grass stuff, you know. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a believer you play on grass, man. You know, they pay those. Well, that's my those. that's my next question. Like you talking about all these injuries, talking about all this shit, and then you got the turf uh deal that yeah. I, I brought up. I know Pat McAfee's talked about it on his show yesterday. I, I've seen all these people talking about it now. It's a big hot topic. Turf and grass. Uh, I've always been a grass guy. Uh, compiled with the non-tackling rules and the way we practice and everything else nowadays, um, I'm very, very confused if all this is just not thrown on into one big pile of shit. And uh, I wish we could burn it all in one big pile. But, you know, half the NFL is still turf. Um Six of the 16 teams, unbeknownst to me, are outdated turf. It's not the new it's speed the turf. Yeah. yeah, it's not the good shit. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It, it goes into everything. I, I, You know, I went to the Chargers camp, and I was at the Rams camp, and I got to see Cowboys a little bit this year in, in person uh, practice. Those three teams practice here in California, obviously. So I was watching those three teams practice in a few, few games. I went out there with my agent, and I'm like, 
We still stretch in 2022. We're stretching before practice. I, like that's not a thing anymore. I mean, science mm-hmm. tells you if you're a science guy and you're a stat guy and you're this fucking analytics guy, as everyone seems to be now. You don't stretch before practice. That's just an old science. That's just how you burn and pull tammies. That's why you blow your quad and your and your groin. You do dynamic stretch. You get the body warm, and then you practice. I haven't stretched in 20 years with my teams. I haven't fucking stretched in 20 years. We stretch after practice, partner stretch, or do some yoga. We do. We did a few other things. I know the NFL, we did similar. We don't stretch no more. You don't stretch before practice. You don't stretch a cold body, which we used to do when I was young. Um. You just don't do it no more. And I haven't had a pulled hamstring, a pulled groin, nothing as, as a coach um, in a long time, man. We've had some injured hiccup groins and hips here and there, but nothing that kept guys out. Um, but we dynamic warm-up, got the body hot mm-hmm. and warm, and then went straight to practice. Or we just straight went straight to early outs. And we did some things, and then we go into dynamic warm-up as a team, and then we go into specials, whatever we used to do schedule-wise. So, I've never, we haven't fucking stretched. Man, there's an old antage out there, uh, Nick. Does a cheetah stretch before going to get was, some pussy? I was going to say that. Fuck yep. no, right? No, hell no. I, I used to hear that all the time from coaches, man. Does a cheetah stretch before he goes and chases down some pussy? Hell no, he don't. And that, that's crazy, man. That's a true story, though. I I, I listened to this old man. He's, he, I think he's the all-time winningest football coach in, in history. He was at a D3 St. John's, I think, up in uh, Minnesota. He, uh... He said, Coach, I ain't stretching 40 years with my team. He goes, it's the biggest waste of time on the schedule. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. damn. And I was a young coach listening to him. I never forget it. I, I never forget it. I was like, shit, you ain't lying. He, he's like, it's a big-ass fucking waste of time. And it, I believe it is. I think you get warm as a body, uh, and then you go practice, and then you stretch at the end if, you, if that's what you choose to do. But that's the new science. That's what it is. Um, all right, tonight's games. Let's dive into them. Or tonight's game. Um, I believe there's a college game. I don't know if there is or not. Um, there's a BYU play, playing Utah State tonight. Yeah, um, that's the rivalry for them. Uh, one of my best friends, Kalani Sataki, is the head guy at BYU. Uh, Great guy. They Great they've guy. Uh, they had a hiccup versus Oregon. I, I think they'll be all right. Um, they're moving to the Big Ten, obviously. Um, is that official? I believe so. I think they're taking that that man that bag. Um, but so that game won't be watched as much, obviously, with the NFL game on. Uh, Dolphins, Bengals. I don't know if you got any keys to the game you want to break down, but uh, we can go back and forth. But what, what do you think uh, some things to look out for are tonight in this uh, in this AFC showdown? I think having a full, healthy backfield for Joe Burrow is going to be massive. You know, having a healthy Joe Mixon, how dynamic that – that dude is just a freak, man. Like, he can run in between the tackles outside. He can slip out and catch balls and make plays out there with his feet. You get T. Higgins back fully healthy, Tyler Boyd. And then you got the, you know, in my mind right now, the GOAT, Jamar Chase. (laughs) Not, Not GOAT, but, you know, he's, you know, top three receivers in the NFL in my mind. You know, you got all those guys. And that's the thing is like, you know, I was looking at the stats and it's, you know, um, you know, the catch ratio is Jamar Chase has 21. I think T Higgins has 13 and Tyler Boyd has 10. I think you look at that and you see, you know, you got to you got to 
share the ball around a little bit more with those guys. I mean, you know, there's going to be so many people keen in on Jamar that I think you really got to take advantage of those other guys, <clears throat> you know, Hayden Hurst in the system. You know, I've always loved Hayden Hurst, not only as a player, but as a, you know, as a person too, sharing his story. But, uh, you know, I just think you got to be able to spread the ball around. I think mixing is going to be one of the deciding factors, keeping them honest, you know, handing them the ball more than, you know, 10, 15 times today, slipping them out of the backfield, you know, getting them split out. I think mixing is like kind of their, their key to success and then just spreading the ball around. And obviously the O-line, you know, you got to protect Joe Burrow. It showed last week, you know, only two sacks and they won. You know, you keep the guy upright, the guy can ball. Um, I think that's going to be key for him. You know, he's uh, he's got a QB rating right now of 85 and a completion percentage of 64, which is kind of out in the ordinary for Joe Burrow. But like he said in that press conference, he's like, everybody chill, relax. It's week three. You know what I mean? Like, I'm right there with him. He's like, you know, it's still coming together. The old line's learning a little bit banged up. Um, Lyle Collins tonight, you know, that'd be a big loss if he can't go. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, and then on the Dolphins side, man, you know, Mike McDaniel, he's just come in and he's just like worked and, you know, developed an offense that, you know, appeases his players, not necessarily, you know, coming from the Shanahan system, implementing everything that they did. Right. You know, now he's got Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, two of the fastest receivers in the NFL. You know, he's really developed an offense and he's also a Colorado guy. So I'm a big fan of him. Um, and then they got their OC, Frank Smith. You know, he was a run game coordinator at the L.A. Chargers before this. So you got guys that are coming from, like, good systems, you know, and they're putting together a creative offense that, that suits their players and not necessarily their system. Um, you know, big wins. They already have two division wins. You know, they got, you know, uh, New England and Buffalo under their belt. So that's huge. Um, but I think the biggest things tonight, Tua, if he's going to go, if he doesn't go, you got Teddy Bridgewater. You know, you got check down Teddy. Um, so we'll see how that goes, man. You know, Teddy was here in Denver. Hey, and, Teddy's uh, a winner, boy. though. He's a winner, man. But he's, you know, he's, you know, he's a great game manager. But you know, with him going in there, there's not going to be big plays. There might be one or two shots here and there. But he's going to be a good game manager. They're going to get the run game going. Like, and that's to, you know, to their point, you know, that kind of, you know, the the Bengals defense right now is ranked eighth in the NFL. They're rolling right now. And so, you know, you bring in Teddy Bridgewater, you know, knock on wood that Tua can't go. It could get ugly, I think. I think, you know, if Tua can't go, I think that's the deciding factor. And then if Tua does go, is the injury, you know, I mean, dude, that was a pretty, that was the craziest injury I've seen in terms of like what, happened and then what the result was you know having to be a back injury you know after his head just nailed the ground um so we'll see how he feels you know uh you know it's a short week and that's not a lot of recovery time um but yeah the the you know Taron Armstead being out you know that could be a big issue just having a good old line and their defense man is 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 pretty bad they're 31st in the NFL right now but they've got studs, man. They've got, you know, a good a good defensive backfield. They got Howard. They got Jones. They got Holland, you know. Let me ask they've you this. Here's some- a breakdown I got for you. The Dolphins secondary um, last week against Buffalo, right? This Yep. Allen threw it 63 times. Um, he targeted Diggs 11 times, who we can argue he's one of the top three receivers in football, too. Howard covered him for the most part. Um, 
he held him to seven catches for 74 yards. So seven catches out of 63 pass attempts. Um, still pretty decent. He had seven out of 11 right. targets. Um, yeah. So Howard will probably get the task of covering Jamar Chase, maybe moving over to Higgins on occasion uh, if they decide to do some motions and do some things for matchup purposes uh, that, that they, they may try to do. Um, the Dolphins also have a kid that's on the rise as a corner, that kid named Holland, who's also a good co- cover guy. Um, but I think, you know, Oregon, right? who's the third receiver? Uh, what's his name? I always blows my mind at, um, for the for the Bengals. Uh, Boyd, Tyler Boyd. Boyd. So you yeah. got three receivers, man, that cause a lot of issues. I don't know if Dolphins have three cover guys for all those three guys. And you know how it goes, man. Uh, you're going to jump into some zone at times. You're going to find some voids. You're gonna, it's not going to always be your guy versus your guy. It's going to be mm-hmm. coverage. It's going to be taking what the defense gives us. It's going to take some things by the quarterback to check it down on occasion. Um, and, you know, like we say, we already know the O-line for both teams could be an issue um, tonight. So I don't think Burrow throws the ball 63 times tonight. No. Um, I, I hope not. I hate to see that. I, I, I want to see some more balance from these teams. But um, And then you got all the off-field noise with, with Hill and Apple, right? With fucking Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I was looking at and that. And this Apple kid. Uh, you know, Apple before last year's uh, game that they won against the Chiefs, where Tyreek Hill was, he was really a nobody. He'd been cut. He'd nah. been fucking moved around the NFL. And now first round pick too. Yeah, first round pick. It blows my mind when these guys get moved around and they still think they're a first round pick. They think they're the shit when really results oriented business shows otherwise. You've been cut twice and now you finally found a niche in Cincinnati. Can he sustain it and be this household name uh, in the secondary? We'll see tonight. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm waiting to see another fight probably with these Yahoos. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds uh, like I, I was reading I was reading a little bit about it. it. Sounds like he punked him in the AFC championship game last year. When Hill is still with the Chiefs, but man, you look at film and Eli. Like, I mean, you just send a guy, a guy like Tyreek, on a go a nine, you know, a flag route. That guy's not covering him, man. You know what I mean? You know, That's send him saying. in motion. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's one of those things that Tyreek Hill brings so much to an offense that I don't know. I honestly, God, watching their games, like especially with Waddle on the other side, or if they're both split off in like a trips formation on the same side. I'm in defense. I'm sitting there like, what the fuck are we going to do? You know what I mean? These two dudes can fly. You know, they do a a wheel route or something. You're not, you're not catching up to those guys. And Eli Apple running his mouth just isn't, isn't helping him right now. That's for sure. Nah, no doubt. Um, I want to see, uh, Miami Dolphins. Um, I want to see, uh, I'm just looking at the at their roster. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, no, 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 Shit, I don't want that. Uh, I'm trying to see what key matchups I'm going to be looking for tonight. Because I'm is uh, who's Miami's running back tonight? Is it Gaskin or is it the other kid, uh, Moser? It looks like it's going to be, uh, you know, they, dude, they've been having a great run game. I actually, I mean, this is another thing that McDaniel brings to the system is like a very well-balanced run attack. He's got both of them. It's literally, if you look at their stats, it's 50-50. I think Mostert has like 23 carries for 79 yards and a touchdown, and Edmonds has 24 car- or 23 carries for 78 yards. Like they're literally split across the board. 
Um, and I really like when they do that, right? It keeps the defense honest. They don't know what they're getting. You know, two different dynamic running backs. Mostert's have a has he's kind of been like a quiet guy, you know, throughout the NFL. You know, he's always been productive wherever he goes, but he's kind of just one of those guys that kind of falls into the, you know, into the weeds in terms of you know recognition and what that. But then Chase Edmonds has been running well, and then Gaskin. Yeah, I mean they've got a solid backfield, man. That's another thing is you know on top of you know tacking on top of Tyreek and Waddle. And then not only that, you know, they got Gusecki at tight end, another guy that I think they have to get more involved in the in the offense, especially to open stuff up for for Hill and Waddle, you know, especially down in the red zone. That guy's a beast, man. I really like watching him play tight end. Nah, no doubt. Um, Erica Cannon in the chat. I, is this where you go to get medical advice? You come to my chat? Uh, it blows my mind. Like, I'm fucking <laughs> lost wrist and here. Forearm. I, I'm lost here. And, 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 and and all you idiots responding to that person are fucking retarded, by the way. So if you all think that that's a real person asking you about a fucking fractured arm in my chat, you guys are all dumb. So Erica Cannon, stick your arm up your fucking ass. And then so it'll, 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 ironically, it'll heal up, by the way. It'll fucking heal up since you're coming here for fucking medical advice. Holy fuck, some of you guys blow my mind. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to see this thing because uh, Xavier Howard got a contract. He's he's 29 years old. He's seven years in the league. I want to see him, um, but I want to come. I think the game's going to come down to some mismatch that people don't ever look at. Right? We always look at the things. It, it it's going to be one of these tight ends, Gasecki mm-hmm. or fucking uh, one of the Bengals tight ends, Hurst, um, Hurst that they use. He didn't fucking have too good of a game, season so far, but. Um, but Burrow's been under distress. Usually when you're mm-hmm. under distress, you look for the tight end. And that's what yep. I want to see Burrow do a little bit. Uh, we'll see what happens. if, if it, Or are they keeping him in more to protect him so they can take long shots with chasing them? That is just going to be the philosophical coaching uh, tactics that you're going to continue to see this year uh, between Zach and uh, the weirdo fuck over in Miami. Um I don't even know his name, by the way. I, I refuse Mark to learn. McDaniel. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. I, I refuse to learn his fucking name. Um, Why is that? Why is that? I just think he's a fucking weirdo. I just know what, like, he's 3-0. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat crow at the end of the day if this motherfucker's uh, uh, the guy and everyone's bought in. I, there's no way I can look at that motherfucker and play for him. There's just no way. I've talked to several NFL guys and buddies of mine and players and current coaches, and they're the same way. They're like, dude, I, I'm the same way. I just don't know if I can play for that motherfucker. I don't care if we're fucking 10-0. He's like, That's right. let me ask you something like with a coach, you know, you see all these new coaches being hired and they're all, you know, I'm 34 years old. Sean McVay's 35. I think Mike McDaniel's 37, 38. You know, how do that's my big thing, too, is, you know, picturing me, myself in a locker room. I'm 34. I'm a, a, you know, a crafty veteran and walks a dude that's a year older than me. You know, it's like, who the fuck is this guy? You, do you know what I'm saying? And oh, obviously no they're there for a reason, but no like. Doubt. You know, that locker room, how the dynamic changes when you bring in, a, you know, a new guy, tons of energy, young versus, you know, a kind of a, a an established guy like an Andy Reid or Doug Peterson, guys like that, right? Like, how do you see that working out? Here's the thing, though. If, if you're an older guy, you have to have either played in the NFL mm-hmm. and been a guy that people know who the, who the guy is or – you have to have been a winner as a coach in the NFL. 
Belichick, Parcells, right. you know, Pete Carroll, these type of guys who have actually won that the young kids don't even know who the fuck they are anyway anymore, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. They don't. They're like, oh, you played? Well, you're 80, but we don't <laughs> care because you have fucking seven Super Bowl wins. So we we're gonna automatically refer to that <clears throat> or defer to that. So um, if you're a young coach. And you have really been known as apparently the OC by title or whatever guru you are. And you haven't won yet. And you didn't play like a Mike McDaniel for the most part. Uh, And then you walk in and, you know, perception's reality. Um, Mm -hmm. It is what it is. I guarantee that lockers, in the beginning at least, they, they, they have their own you know, question marks about the guy wearing glasses and looking how he does and all that, right? Right. Now that they're 3-0, and have they turned that laughter and clowning, so to speak, this coach into respect? Okay, he fucking knows what he's doing. We're winning. Or is Miami just a... Are they a... I don't know. I don't want to call them a victim, but are they on the other side of a schedule a favored schedule where they actually you know have have two games at home against two teams that ran the football in the Ravens who kind of let off the or ran out of gas if you watch that yep. game late um people don't want to talk about that shit but I just talked about conditioning and if you watch the Ravens tight games they lose in the end cuz of conditioning especially in a 100 degree weather game in Miami. I'm conf- I want to see how this plays out as as Miami travels to other areas outside of Miami and we're going to find out tonight um in a cooler environment and we're going to find out tonight um, can Miami continue to do this? And if they do, hey, man, I'll eat crow. And I'll say this guy's the fucking new things, the best thing since sliced bread. If he don't and it implodes on him, I'll say, uh, you know, I told you so, you're, you know, down the line. I'm not here to root for, against anyone. I'm not here to hate or clown on anyone. I just, it, it, as a former player and as a, a guy that's been coaching kids their whole life, I just find it hard to believe they're buying in that motherfucker, and I'm, I find it hard to believe that I I would play for him. I'm just like, God damn, this is a weird-looking motherfucker in an NFL locker room. And at least the cat for the Vikings is running around cussing motherfuckers out. Yep. Uh, you know, McVay's guy, even though he's never O'Connell, called a play. Yeah. yeah, he's never called a fucking play either, uh, in nah. my opinion. But he's the he's head like coach my... because of the title. He's a head coach yep. because of his title, and... Very interesting to see how how these young coaches play out, and uh, why can't Josh McDaniels do it? Like, I, I, I you just, wanna, I'm just you want to talk about my least favorite person on the planet. I'm a Broncos fan, and so he came in here and completely fucked it up. You know, just was terrible from the start. Nobody in Denver liked him. But that's the thing, man. Is like that's you know I listen to a lot of different shows, and it's like the number one question right now. Like, how the hell are the Raiders gonna? It's week three. Like I'm, I'm kind of one of those guys that sees a bigger picture. Like it's we got a long season, right? They could turn it around. They could figure some shit out. But it's like you got so much talent with Jacobs, with Carr. You know, as much as Carr, I'm kind of always on the fence with him. You got Hunter Renfro. You got, I mean, Josh McDaniels is supposed to be quote unquote an offensive guru, and their offense isn't doing shit. You know what I mean? And like you're not getting Devontae the ball enough. It's just like, you know, Josh McDaniels, he's just one of those guys. He's a guy that I would worry about, you know, walking into a locker room and rubbing guys the wrong way right off the bat. 
You know what I mean? Versus, you know, McDaniel where he walks in and he's kind of just like, you know, just a weirdo looking guy yeah. but knows his X's and O's yeah. and whatnot. But Josh McDaniels, man, he's got he's got all the resources, all the players to be successful. You know, that defense with Crosby and uh, Chandler coming off the edge. I mean, man, they've got they've got dudes. They got a all solid right. defensive backfield. It's just like they have what's a team. going on. They have a team. I, I want to get into the AFC West real quick with you. They have a team, obviously, uh, and, and and you mentioned coach, you mentioned quarterback, uh, you mentioned Derek Carr, you mentioned McDaniel. I'm a firm believer that coaches lose games, players win them at this level, especially at the NFL level, because it doesn't matter what McDaniel calls, there's always something open. You saw yep. Gruden do it, you saw Carr fuck up Gruden's offense, you saw Carr continue to fuck up every time he's been out there when it's crunch time. And I'm just a big uh, believer that you 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 you, uh, you walk by faith, not by sight. Apparently, is what he says. But then you're scared as fuck in the in the pocket, and you throw balls around people's feet because there's people at your feet, and that is mm-hmm. a full determinant of a quarterback that shows me you have no poise, no nuts, no guts. He don't have it. He don't have the it factor. I just don't believe in him. I think he's no. one of the bottom five quarterbacks in the NFL because of it. Talent wise, a lot of talent. Talent doesn't always win you football games in the NFL. I am a firm believer, co- combined with McDaniels, who's fucking proven that he's not a head coach in this league, as is any Belichick assistant, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a firm believer that uh, the Raiders have a bad fucking nucleus, bro. They have a bad fit at head coach, who's the O.C., and quarterback, and I have on record saying Devontae Adams is going to have his worst NFL career uh, season, I mean, this year, of his career, his worst season this year, and uh, he'll be begging to go back to the snow in the frozen tundra of Green Bay to be with Aaron Rodgers at the end of this fucking deal, and it has proven to be right so far. And then week one, think, I was casting. What do you think of that from a coach? Sorry to interrupt. What do you think from, like, a coaching perspective, you know, when you, when you were down at ICC, you know, you were the head coach and also the OC. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, having a guy on the sideline being the coach? Because, like, I'm dealing with it here with Hackett and Denver, man. You know, it's kind of one of those things where you come in, you've got to manage the entire team, the entire game, and you're also focusing on calling the right plays and in the right situations and whatnot, calling timeouts, you know, clock management, stuff like that. Like, what's your – like, what did – do you think in in the in the modern day NFL world you need a head coach that knows you know he specializes on one side, but then you got an OC or a DC up in the box calling the plays? Yeah, you know I've done both. Even my first year yeah. at Indy, man, I was the head coach and I went in the booth as the as the OC. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we were struggling early on, and I was like, "Fuck it, let me go in the booth." And we we got it done. But I'm used to being in the booth, but. I was like, you know what, fuck it. Let me go back down. Um, so it, it, you got to be able to have that it factor as a coach too, man. And I've always mm-hmm. been the OC as the head coach, and I've been able to do it, but I also have had somebody I trust up there. So I right. need to have right. shit spit to me at a high rate so I know what, what's going on too. But having said that, if I ever did it again, I would I would hire somebody. Um, I would hire somebody, and I would try to coach him up in the way of my kind of philosophy, but I would still let him have full autonomy or I wouldn't hire him. That's just right. that's oxymoron. But I would hire right. a coordinator. Having said that, though, um, you know, Sark's his own OC. Lane's his own OC. Um, I've always been mine. There's guys out there that have continued. They, they're, they're their own OCs as head coaches. But having said that, um, McDaniel's, 
cannot manage a NFL roster. And it has been told to me many times that people do not respect the guy. He can't speak to grown folks. He belittles them. He He's just a guy that rubs people the wrong way. He's not a people person, which you don't have to be. You could be an asshole. Bill Parcells wasn't a great people person. Uh, Belichick's not a great fucking people person. But you know what? They get results because they understand that there's a fine line between the professional side and the human element. And I think that there's a huge difference in that. This guy is is kind of like a Harbaugh and Chip Kelly from what I hear. Um, Shitty humans and fucking can't figure out how to manage a roster. So having said that, you know, I don't know. I I don't know if he's the guy. I just don't know if he's the guy. Um, I, I don't know. It's been proven. But the Raider roster, I believe, it has a bad situation at quarterback. And, um, you know, we came into this season, uh, Nick, saying that the AFC West, according to ESPN, Fox, all these affiliates, hey, man, this is the best division in football history. And they are a D, C minus D grade by me right now. Just because For sure. Chargers are shitty. They've been bad. They, they, they're, they're, they're fucking just becoming the Chargers. They're the Chargers. That's just like, like Matt said on my show. Chesney said, they're just doing the Chargers yep. thing. Just like yep. Cowboys. Cowboys are going to yep. Cowboy it up too. Cowboys are going to Cowboy it up too. And so are the Raiders. The Raiders yep. are, ca- are the same way. And if you want to look at the history of this thing, the Broncos are the same way. So, you got three of the four teams in this still that are known to fuck it up. So, like, how are we going to say this is going to be the best conference ever? And uh, I don't know what their overall record is right now. You got the Chiefs at 2-1. and one, The Broncos are 2-1. and one, Broncos, So, that's 4-2. Uh, and 0-3 oh, Raiders, so you got 4-5. Uh, and You're 4-5, and five, and the Chargers are 1-2? and two? Yep. So, fuck, you're a losing record as a, as a, as a, as a uh, as AFC West division right now. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm curious to see if, 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 if two teams make it. Everyone was talking about four teams making it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I don't know if two teams make it out of the conference. I don't know if two teams make it out of a conference, a little less four. Uh, if the Raiders lose this week to go 0-4, are they done? Are they done? Man, I mean, and it's against Denver, too, you know, and so it's a big, big game. Oh, big they got rivalry. Denver? Fuck. Yeah, man. I mean, that's the thing is, like, it's a huge rivalry game. I mean, this this game, I think, counts more than just, like, hey, we need to get a win on the board. It's, like, this is a divisional game. It's against an opponent that we absolutely hate. But I think they go 0-4, man, and especially to a team like Denver, like you said, that isn't – I mean, I'm a Broncos fan, and it's disappointing right now, to say the least. You know what I mean? We've won two games, but we pulled those out of our ass. The The Raiders lose, man, 0-4. You know, I think Al Davis, you know, that he had that one-on-one conversation with uh, with McDaniel for a little bit before the team meeting after the loss the other day. You know, I think that that guy, you know, is going to look at it and be like, man, did I hire the right guy? You know, are we on the right track? You know, I think I think to answer your question, they go 0-4, especially with a big loss to Denver. I think that just kills them. Yeah, I don't know if anyone. I don't. I don't know. I, I haven't looked it up, but I know there's a stat out there that even zero and three teams, ninety uh, something percent, don't make the playoffs. So zero and four, I would think it goes up. I don't know. Um, right. 
I don't know, man. Uh, I'm very, conf- I'm very interested to see this Raider team. It's, I think yeah. that Denver. I've chose, I picked Denver uh, before the season actually to fucking play the Rams in the Super Bowl because I thought Russell Wilson was going to have a super, uh, MVP uh, type of year. Um, they have struggled mildly along with the Colts, who I, th- I thought Denver would play in the AFC title game. Um, both teams have struggled, but they did. They have a hey, Colts showed us some promise last week. Uh, Denver is one, two, and they've struggled. Let's see if Russell can get it going. Let's see if Denver can get it going. And if they can beat the Raiders and go on a win streak. I mean, they're on a win streak right now. They go, they beat the Raiders three and one Denver looking good with that defense. Cause defense travels. Yep. Defense travels. Defense plays anywhere, any weather, any element. Um, Denver has that. They have the second best defense in football right now behind uh, the Bucks and right there with the Bills. So Denver has a good defense. It travels. I'm good with that. I'm, I'm going to stick with my guns. I think Denver's going to flip it around. Russell is a winner regardless of how weird the fuck is. He's a winner. And uh, we'll see. He may have lost a step, but he's still a winner. And he's learning this guy Hackett's shit. I mean, he's still learning the new shit. He didn't play in the preseason. I ain't going to make an excuse, but... Um, I think that's big, man. Yeah, it is. We'll see what happens. He'll, I think the. I honestly think they'll figure it out. They just hired that guy. Gosh, I'm gonna forget his name, like Gus Johnson or something, to come in and be like their game operations oh, yeah. coordinator to, to kind of, you know what I mean? And you know, it's a good. You know, the Denver media has been like, it's a great hire. You know, they needed this, and it's kind of like, well, if we hired the right guy, we probably wouldn't need this, right? Yeah. You know, like it's just another guy on payroll that we're paying now to help this guy run a game when we, you know, when a head coach, dude, you know, what your what your responsibilities are, you know, and like getting, we're the most penalized team in the NFL. Um, you know, the most delay games, you know, just the clock management, the, the strategy, you know, and there's games too, man, where you look at Russ, like the, it, who was it? The, it was the Houston game and it was around the third quarter, just watching the game. And it's just something about, he just, he just looked not checked out but kind of just like in no man's land, you know what I mean? Like that whole Sam Darnold thing, you know, I'm seeing ghosts. It looked like he was just kind of like, what the fuck's going on? You know, when he was, you know, 13 or, you know, going into half, he was like nine of 16 for like 85 yards or something like that. Like when you pay a guy $245 million, you know, that's the other thing. And this, and I'm sorry to keep going, but that's the other Who's a child's quarterback like that? And you sit there and, you know, there's a – the clock's running down. You know, the, the quarterback's aware of it. The play's not coming in. Players are getting substituted in and out. Don't you as, like, a franchise quarterback just say, fuck it, I got it. Like, I'm just going to run in here, call – like, how do you handle those situations as Russell, you know, be you know, having this kind of disconnect with his head coach? Don't you at some point kind of take ownership and say – you know, if the play's not in, I got it. Let's get up to the line. Let's go. Yeah, but that's that don't happen no more, man. That's not the profession. Anymore. I know. That's this quarterback. We have college footballs coach the, the, the quarterback at a. Uh, it, it's an all time low coaching. Fundamentals are horrible. Coaching and teaching these kids for to prepare for the next level is at all time low. The coach, the, the quarterbacks are coming to the NFL unprepared as shit, and on top of playing way too soon which mm-hmm. we already touched on, uh, 
I believe compile all that together and you have a bad product. You Lamar Jackson, who's probably the MVP leading candidate right now, who's betting on himself, no agent, denied the money, is going to bet on himself. Um, hope it works out for the guy. I really do. But at the end of the day, he doesn't make any checks at the line of scrimmage. He don't do anything. Kyler Murray can't pick up a protection or a blitz. Um, Daniel Jones was oblivious to the pressure the other night. Fucking... Uh, Justin Fields don't even know what fucking pressure is. And then you got um, these other cats out here who just blow my mind that can't get to the line of scrimmage and make an opposite check or a slide of protection or do anything. If you watch football this Sunday, and I advise everyone to go watch football and watch Tom Brady, watch Aaron Rodgers, watch some of these veterans, Matt Ryan even, get up to the line of scrimmage and make some checks. Even Russell Wilson will do it. You won't see anyone else doing it. You won't see anybody else do it. Baker don't know what the fuck he's doing. Uh, these dudes don't know what they're doing and what they're looking at, and that is why they can't go up there and change the play. You see them always looking over to the sideline. You know what I mean? You yeah. get into a certain formation instead of, you know. Just, Whatever they you know. get put in the helmet, they run. Yep. So yep. now Aaron Rodgers goes up there. He don't hear what's in the helmet. He's like, fuck it. Do, that's do, 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 do. what I'm saying. Yeah. He runs yeah, a play. What... He runs a yep. play. So does Tom Brady. Tom Brady don't need left foot to send in a play. Hey, I got this shit. Boom. Do, 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 do. And we'll we'll check it and run with it. These other coaches can't do it. They can't do it. These quarterbacks can't do it. The coaches don't have them. The, they don't give them the autonomy to do it because they don't trust them or they know they don't know. And mm-hmm. so now we're seeing an all-time low on the field as far as, uh, you know, what's unfortunate we have the most talented group of athletes in our generation or in our in our history of our sport. Even at the quarterback position, the Allens, the Mahomes, the Murrays, the Fields, the Trevor Lawrences, the all these big time athletes at quarterback. Um, but but they're unprepared and they haven't been coached. And now we have that compiled with coaches trying to be the quarterback from the sideline thinking that you're going to, through osmosis, believe what I tell you, and you're going to you're gonna run it. It takes a lot for that chemistry. And that's 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 a, that's an Aaron Rodgers, his head coach type of thing. It's like you got to mm-hmm. be together for a while to understand uh, the chemistry. And it goes together. We're on the same page, okay? I got you out. I saved my coach a lot of times in college, and when I'd come to the sideline, hey, good shit, JB, get me out of that, pro-, you know, saving me yeah. on that shit. And I've been saved by coaches saying, you know what, let's go here uh, in the scouting report. And then they're on the sideline like, this is the look. Check it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So, like, that's we don't see it no more. And it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's frustrating because we're so talented, but yet coaches can't trust the cats because up here, cerebrally, they don't know anything about what's going on at the NFL level apparently. Um, when it comes to defense, because defense, you know, it's very, very simple. You see ball, you hit ball. Now, you can put all the fucking schematics you want, and the defensive coordinators will scheme you up as the playoffs come. They will scheme up Lamar Jackson. They will scheme up Kyler Murray. They will scheme up these quarterbacks who cannot throw the ball consistently from the pocket on time. Mm-hmm. So... When you, when you know that as a D coordinator, guess what you see? You see fire zones. You start seeing nose guards drop and bring in safeties. You start seeing DNs get into the flat and quarterbacks holding their dick because they don't know that look. And they're like, oh, fuck. 
Now we're changing the protection, and the DN shows six on that side, and we drop three, and we bring three from the other side. Quarterbacks are lost. We don't know what the fuck's going on. And you start to see that in the playoffs. You see Lamar Jackson struggle every year. You see Kyler Murray struggle every year. You see all these quarterbacks struggle when it counts. But when you don't see struggle is the Brady's, is the Stafford's, is these guys who have been there, who the coach understands, all right, you know what? We're going to get you out of this shit, and we're going to sprint you out. We're going to fucking turn back the protection, and I don't give a fuck what you do up front defense. We're going to turn it back. You're going to hit a wall, and we're going to get on the mm-hmm. edge and throw the ball quick. And, like, I don't understand why we don't do more sprint out shit with more great athletes. Like, Josh Allen does no sprint out. Kyler Murray does no sprint out. Um, Mahomes, very little. Why the fuck aren't we sprinting these dudes out, get them on the run, make them a run-pass option if we're going to do so much run the QB uh, game? Why is Lamar Jackson not on the run more? Why are we in the pocket so much with guys who aren't pocket guys? And you're not going to give them full autonomy. Let's put them on the edge then, and let's put some more pressure on the defense, and guess what you see? And I'm giving everybody some real game here as far as the coach. You won't see any line games anymore. You won't see any fire zones. You won't see that shit because you can't do it versus sprint out. You're doing it for what? You're going to run into a wall on the back of a turn back, waterfall protection, whatever you're running. You're going to hit that in the backside. You're like, fuck it. And you give your quarterback a three-step rule. Hey, dog, we're sprinting out. You got three-step rule. If you don't like it, you run or you throw it away. And that's what it is. And so, like, we're not getting that no more at all, man. And this is the business we're in with, and we're paying these dudes two hundred million dollars to not right. be able to check a fucking run from a bad play to a good one. That is what I just find frustrating because there's guys out there, Dan Marino's, Elway's, Aikman's, all these guys out there who never even made a quarter of what these cats are making. And they were in the office all day, all night. Cats got divorced from the dedication of playing this game and coaching it. There's been more divorces playing and coaching this game than anyone else. Now, these motherfuckers want to slap you in the face and play video games, not put in the work, don't even know what the fucking pressure is, dog. Like, that is the problem I have. That's why I'm thinking about starting my own fucking quarterback academy, man, and say, fuck it. Let me get the real out here because these motherfuckers are being taught some bullshit and they're not man. learning, not learning anything. So that's that's the thing. And like, I mean, you we always I always listen to your rant about like college football and how soft it is now. Like, think of that. And I mean, you look at the offenses and stuff, you know, that you know, kids, you know, high school teams are replicating from the NFL, right? The RPO. Look at me if it's a different, you know, front that they thought it was, you know, and then you get to college, you do the same thing. You're kind of babied, you know, you don't have to learn a quarter of the shit that all these other quarterbacks had to like LA and Marino and Manning, and Brady and Rogers. Like, it's just one of those things like it's, you know, the it's to me, it's just babying these guys. You know what I mean? They're sitting there like, OK, you don't know what you're doing. We'll still put you out there if it's different than what we saw. You know, just, hey, guys, look over at me and I'll change the play. When really that should be Kyler or Lamar, but man, like you know, Lamar still that guy is just absolutely incredible. And the the longer they wait to pay that guy, man, the price tag is just going to keep going up and up and up. But but yeah, I mean, it kind of proved it. Like kind of to your point too, like Trey Lance recently, right? Like just getting out of the pocket, kind of trying to improvise. You can see, you know, the damage it can do to your quarterback, right? So you got to have a plan in order to stay in the pocket, check down if you see it. 
different front if you see it you know man high two man something like that so i mean you know it's just it feels like the game has become less intelligent i don't know if that makes sense but like it just seems like guys are kind of just going out there and playing and the coaches are taking care of everything oh it is and that's why i think it's setting him up because coaches lose games players are ones that win them and we're, we're nope. putting all the onus on the coach right now and you're seeing coaches getting fired at all-time rate you're getting you but you're seeing players right. get more money and i'm like why are we taking all the onus coaches and putting less on the guy making more money. That doesn't make sense to me. That's not how business works. That's not how the world operates. But I guess it is how the world operates. This is the new fucking generation. This is the new. So yeah. Here, I, let me break down. Let me. Let me. I'm gonna break down. I want to break down some quarterbacks. All right, real quick. I want to. I want to break down some quarterbacks real quick. Um, I don't know how to do this. Let me, let me, I'll just, I'm going to figure out Josh Allen. Okay. Just hold these names in your brain. Josh Allen. Yep. Um, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Mahomes, Brady, Herbert, Burrow, Russell Wilson. I'm going to put Lamar and I'm going to put Matthew Stafford. That is, I think 10. Those are top guys. That's 10 quarterbacks. Is it not? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. My bad, nine. All right, so I got Stafford, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Burrow, Herbert, Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen. And Russ. Yeah, Russ. Is that nine? That's nine. Let me see. Okay. Okay, and I'm gonna go my tenth. I'm gonna Maybe Matt Ryan. Right now, right now, today. All right. Um, shit. As actually hurt. Man. I, I'm gonna say right now. I'm gonna say Jalen Hurts. Yep. All right. I'm gonna say Jalen Hurts on the outside of those ten. Looking in, I'm gonna say Matt Ryan. Tua, Matt Ryan, Tua, Trevor Lawrence, and DJ Daniel Jones. No, um, just because of fucking situation. Um, who was it? Matt Ryan, Tua? Goff's playing well oh, too. Cousins. So Cousins, there you go. So Cousins, Ryan, and Tua would be 11, 12, 13, all right? You put Lawrence 15? And, 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 or, or Trevor Lawrence would be 14 or whatever. So, yep. all right, now, those are guys I think you can coach, you can teach the game to, um, etc. Now, Lamar Jackson, I don't know if he's being caught, taught the game. He's a freak of nature. We know he's the greatest freak of nature quarterback in there. But, A, can he learn it? B, will he? I don't know. Because why aren't we teaching him then? Now, let me get through. Let me say those quarterbacks. We'll get them in. They're in their own category. This is the NFL that we have right now. We have 14 quarterbacks. And we have 32 teams. What is it? 
Yep. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Jared Goff doesn't have the it factor, in my opinion. He's got a big arm. He's got an NFL talent. He doesn't have the it factor. I don't believe he can ever be that franchise guy. Can he Can he change a play and all that? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I mean, I saw him do some things with the Rams, but apparently they traded him for a reason. Um, I think they traded him more for not being having the it factor. So, ah, mm-hmm. uh, fuck. All right, you got me? Um I think they traded him for not having the it factor more than being dumb. So it could have been a combination of both. I don't know. So golf wouldn't make him a guy. Mariota, I think he's a journeyman. He's a wildcat quarterback who I don't believe is sustainable as a starter in the NFL. Trubisky, I think he's a backup, even though he's one taking the Shitty Chicago team with two playoffs. I think he is a winner. He, 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 I think he can win in the right situation, but I think he's right there with the Geno Smith, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, he's a guy that needs to be a backup. A, he's a leader as a backup. He helps a, a better quarterback out in the film room and as a motivational fucking speaker. Baker Mayfield just doesn't belong, uh, in my opinion, at all. He's a journeyman backup at best Zach Wilson to be determined man because we don't know and we don't know because of not only his injuries because of his franchise he's with it's same with Daniel Jones same with Daniel Jones Zach and Daniel Jones same same type of situation to me uh Justin Fields I I believe he needs to be playing arena football I don't believe he belongs uh sorry he's just not an NFL guy he's an NFL athlete he's not an NFL quarterback and or He's being coached up horribly because he looks absolutely like the worst quarterback in NFL history right now. Dude, I think it's coaching with that guy, man. I, I, what, what's your what's your gripe with Fields? I've heard you talk about him, but like, what is your? Because man, I, I you know coming out of Ohio State, man, he just seemed like he could do no wrong. Yeah, and then he gets I, to the I NFL. It, man. Man. I just I, I just know, man, the difference between a guy coming out of college being this. Because when you run triple and you run RPO and you run these things in college, it is completely different when you go to the NFL. And I know what translates. And I just knew from the gate, and I said it on record, he, he don't translate well. Um, he's got a big windup. He's stiff. He's not a guy that can get the ball out on time accurately. And and, it, and it's translating, and we're clearly seeing it. And so, I you know, I, I wish there was a way to do it, but... I don't know if it's all just coaching or if it's just the fact that he's so – the problem is, dog, these cats are so freaking nature athletically. Right. The problem is, though, as they're coming out of college and starting right away, it is actually hurting them in the long run, and they're not going to be in the league for long because they're getting they're going to be put in this rut and they're going to be put in this hole that they can never get out of. Like Justin Fields, unless he becomes a backup now and learns for three years – he is going to be a forever afterthought in the NFL's owners and GM's eyes as a shitty quarterback. And we failed him. Society thinks he's supposed to be the guy. He's not. And these GMs and owners and coaches think they're the guy, and they're not. But we're throwing him to the wolves without any fucking armor protection and without any tools. And, and it's setting these cats up to fail 
And I hate to see these young cats getting fucked like this. But at the same time, I don't feel sorry for them either because they're getting more money than they've ever got before. So, like, it is a double-edged sword. It is absolutely fucking horrible. And I hate to see it. And we're so worried about likes and retweets other than going out and getting better. Like, Lamar Jackson hired his, his quarterback guy is horrible. He's fucking horrible. I'm watching him every year. He's gotten zero Mechanics have been fixed absolutely zero. They have not changed at all since he's been in the NFL. He's gotten bigger, thicker, and, and faster and stronger. Right? Not faster, but he's gotten stronger and thicker. Why? Fucking quarterback. So you know you have to take a banging. You know you're about to take a beating because you know you can't throw the football on time consistently and you know it ain't sustainable. So let's go add 30 pounds of muscle, which quarterbacks don't fucking do. How about look at Aaron Rodgers? How about look at Tom Brady? How about look at all the greats from all time? They look like fucking accountants. Bad bonds, fucking man. bodies. They're not fucking big-time athletically-looking gifts of freaks. Fuck no. We don't need to be Lamar Jackson. Let's learn how to throw the football on time. But anyway, Carson Wentz. He just doesn't have the it factor, dog. He just don't have it. He, uh, he you know, contrary to all the fucking people's beliefs and all this shit, man, he just don't have it. And 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 I don't want to hear the whole he hasn't been with the team, man. He fucking don't have it, and he's a turnover waiting to happen. He just doesn't make the right decisions when need be. He doesn't have the nuts and guts in the pocket. He has nuts and guts, but he doesn't have them in the pocket. He right. panics in the pocket and wants to just take off and run you over, and that's not what a quarterback does. Um, Mac Jones. I said last year he's going to have a good year. He did have a good year. I don't think he's sustainable either because he's not the Josh Allen, the Mahomes. He's not the skill set guy. He has the mental capacity. He has the understanding. He has the it factor. But he might be the least talented of all quarterbacks in the NFL as far as arm strength, ball control, spinning it, athleticism. He might be the least uh, athletically gifted quarterback in the NFL. Tannehill, I think he's an underachiever. I'm sorry. I think... I think people uh, don't. I don't think people give him enough credit, but he's also on a team that he only can be on right now mm-hmm. because uh, he, he he has to have a run game. He has to be able to play action and boot and get the ball out quick. He's not a guy to sit in the pocket, throw it fifty fucking times, and spread it around the park. He's just not that guy either. So I couldn't build a franchise with him. Jameis Winston, I believe, has all the school skill set there is. He's a big arm, big talent. Uh, he can spin it. Um, having said that, he is just a fucking mental midget. Uh, it, just the shit he says is absolutely fucking dumb. And he just looks like he does too. I don't believe the players want to play for him. I think they look at him like he's a fucking clown. And then I think he makes the worst decisions I've ever seen on a football field by a guy with that much talent. Uh, Trey Lance, he just doesn't belong in the NFL. He needs he, he he's an athlete, of course, and all that big arm, all that shit. He hasn't played in three years. He's gonna sit out another year. He's gonna try to come back next year. And what? You're gonna pay him? Like that's what I don't get. You're gonna pay a guy that you haven't seen play in three fucking years because he's a talent in practice. Well, and shit, what they gave up for him to get him right I, to move up. They gave yeah. up what three first round picks. Yeah, two first round picks or something to move up to get him. I mean, I don't get. He's one of those guys that's got to play just based off of who he is and what they did. He is the epitome. He's what's happening in college football. He's the NIL guy. 
He, he yep. got to play yep. the NIL guy that you paid out of high school, which hasn't proven you anything that he can play yet. And you're going to sit a guy, uh, Hinton Hooker or whatever at Tennessee, you're going to sit a guy for a kid that I raised, Nico, because you paid him $8 million. And he hasn't proven he can beat Alabama. He's in high school. So, I don't know. Kyler Murray. I just believe he needs to play baseball. I, I don't think he is serious about it. You paid him, though. The Cardinals fucked up and not only got Clint Kingsbury fired, which is going to be happening soon. He'll be fired. The franchise will be set back five years. And you are now into the old fucking St. Louis Cardinals of back in the day because that's what the Cardinals are going to be. Um, they're going to be shitty after you fucking basically buried yourself with paying Kyler Murray. He is not the guy. He can't see... Um, he's a midget, he's a mental midget, and he doesn't want to get better, in my opinion. He's a great athlete, but again, at the same time, he looks like a fucking shortstop out there running around playing quarterback. I mean, that's really what it looks. It actually is an embarrassment to watch, um, in my opinion, but that's just me. Derek Carr, uh, you know what? If you had a gun to each side of my temple and you said, pick Derek Carr or Kyler Murray... I don't think I could pick, and you. I would just hope you both shot me at the same time and the bullet ricocheted off itself, and I live. I don't know, because there's no fucking way. I could not take Kyler Murray or Derek Carr. I, I would say, like, nobody, and just kill me. Like, I don't think I could pick <laughs> either one of them. That's how bad both of them are, in my opinion. I don't think I would, if, if I had to, if you gave me truth serum and I had to pick Derek Carr or Kyler Murray, I don't know, dog. I swear to God, on my God's honest truth, man, I don't know if I could pick one of those guys. They're both very similar to me. Like, let me man. give you a stat on why I talk. I talk more about Derek Carr, by the way, than any other fucking quarterback, and everyone wants to talk all that shit. Um, Derek Carr threw for 4,800 yards last year. All right? 68% completions. He had a 52 QBR, which is kind of shitty. Mm -hmm. And he threw 14 picks. All right, you heard all the stats you want, you need to hear except for one. What is the key touch, the key stat I didn't tell you? 4,800 yards, threw 14 picks. He had a 94 uh, passer rating, 68% completions. And he had a QBR of 52.4. Touchdowns is touchdowns. what I didn't tell you, right? Touchdowns. 23 touchdowns, and you threw for 4,800 yards and 14 picks. You only threw eight more touchdowns than picks, and you threw for almost 5,000 yards. Let me give you a comparison. Deshaun Watson's last career start, he threw for 4,800 yards, the same yards. And 35 touchdowns and only seven picks with a 112 passer rating and a 70% completion percentage and a 70 QBR. Just compare same yards as Derek Carr. That's Deshaun Watson, who I think is a very talented quarterback. I just I would never play him for my franchise. So the touchdowns always are the teller when you come to quarterbacks in the NFL. Touchdowns are the true teller of quarterback play in the NFL. So let me just go down the line and show this stat. Kyler Murray threw for 3,700 yards, threw for 23 touchdowns, and 10 picks. 
the exact same fucking thing as uh, Derek Carr. I didn't even know these stats, by the way. And it's ironic that I said I couldn't pick between the two. Here's a stat. Cousins. Kirk Cousins, who everybody talks shit about. He's shitty. He's horrible. 4,200 yards, but 33 touchdowns and only seven picks. 103 passer rating. Jalen Hurts last year. 3,100 yards, only 16 touchdowns, 9 picks. I'm like, you can't be an NFL starter in this league doing that. This year, he's completely changed his mechanics. He looks completely different. I'm curious to see if this is a Jalen Hurts that's totally been coached up and changed and can prove me wrong and say, all right, this because right now I said he's balling. I think he looks great, and I am totally ready to eat crow if I see a dude that really comes in and does his work on the offseason, gets better, and comes and proves me wrong. I'm, I have nothing but respect. I wish Lamar Jackson would do that. He's not. I think, yeah. I think Hurts is that type of guy. You know, they have a very similar playing style. You know, Lamar's just much more electric. But I think I think the difference is, is that they kind of, you know, I think Jalen puts more onus on himself to learn and whatnot. It seems like he was like that at Bama and Oklahoma. You know, just very studious, try to understand the game. Lamar's just go out there and play backyard football, you know. Man, no Whip doubt. it around, run no around, uh, you know. No doubt. Here, here is one. Justin Fields last year. 1,800 yards passing in the NFL. Seven touchdowns, 10 interceptions. That's an NFL starting How many games? quarterback. That's an NFL starting quarterback. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Dalton only started the first, what, four? Four or five, yeah. So he played 12 games probably. I don't know. But 12 games, yards, 7 yeah, touchdowns, that's... 12 games. That's not even a touchdown a game, A. And you throw for 1,800 yards. And, he, and it's clearly, clearly not a not a coaching thing. It's clearly not a facade. It's clearly not anything other than he's starting right now, dog. He threw for 70 fucking yards last week as a starter in the NFL. He's thrown for the least amount of yards, least amount of touchdowns in NFL history through three games as a starter in the NFL. So... What do I know? Um, do you think that matters who he's throwing to? You know, Chicago, you know what I mean? They're, they're NFL wideouts, dog. They're NFL players. I mean, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I can yeah. go out there right now and throw NFL wideouts. I would throw for at least 200 yards right. at 46. I mean, fuck. <laughs> you don't think Tom Brady would be out there still completing the balls on time, getting the fucking rock out? Like, look at what Aaron Rodgers does with shitty-ass wideouts. He's got the worst fucking wideouts in the NFL. Compare those to, to Kirk Cousins' wideouts over in Minnesota. Compare those to Cincinnati's wideouts in Burrow. Compare those to fucking anybody. The only other receiving core I think is worse is the Giants and possibly New England. But even in New England, I would put Bourne and the other cat with Aaron Rodgers, and I bet you Aaron Rodgers would be fucking ripping it right now. Yeah. But... Uh, Giants just lost Shepard too for this season. See that? Yeah, Shepard's out. I mean, like, dog, Daniel Jones got to be at the house. Like, fuck, I'm, I, I gotta get, <laughs> I gotta go, fucking get out of this. Um, no. Baker Mayfield last year threw for three thousand yards, seventeen touchdowns, thirteen picks. <laughs> That's uh, on par for Baker. Yeah. I mean, come on, dog. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I, people think these guys are really that that guy though. So, um. I don't know. Trubisky is what it is. Mariota, Daniel Jones. I could think Daniel Jones is being fucked. Davis Mills I like a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Drew Locke is a backup right now. I think he'll end up getting the starting nod. Eventually they're going to have to bench Geno. Drew Locke yeah. is a guy that uh, is another journeyman. 
He's another journeyman. Mm. He's not a guy that's going to be a fucking five-year NFL starter. He just not that nah. guy. I like it. You know, he's a good energy guy. He, he's a he's a he's a Ryan Fitzpatrick to me. You know, he wants to come in, bring energy. Um, I froze up. You know, again. he was here in Denver, man. He, I mean, the kid can straight sling it. He's got yeah. like an Elway type arm. Yeah. You know, in terms of the deep ball, but it's the X's and O's, man. It's between the ears and. You know, he's just one of those guys. He's kind of got like a, a swagger to him that rubs people the wrong way. I don't know. I like him. But I had a question for you going back to Pittsburgh. So, you know, we were talking about backing up, you know, sitting guys for two, three years, learning. You know, Pickett's not necessarily learning from the best quarterback, right? He's behind Trubisky. Like, what do you think in that that Pittsburgh? Because that's one of those ones that, you know, I was listening to like Pat McAfee show and all this other stuff, and they were, talking. you know, why don't – I think that situation right there is one where they need to start at least rotating them in, you know, getting some snaps. But like, you know, sitting behind Trubisky, like what what is inevitably like what's he learning? You know uh, what I mean? So X rated uh sinister in here. He he defends uh he defending uh, Justin Fields, obviously. My takes are so bad on him. Uh let me let me break down so 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 I'm sure Daniel Jones doesn't fit under your same exact fucking thing you just said, right? Daniel Jones is okay. Daniel Jones you can hate on, but Justin Fields can't be hated on, right? Is that why? Sinister? Shut the fuck up, you fucking idiot. So let me get into uh, this thing. It, just because you sit behind a quarterback that starts that you may be more talented than and may not be very good does not mean it's going to equal to uh, not being good on the field. You don't have to sit behind Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre, in my opinion. I believe you just need to sit, and you need to see the good, the bad, and the ugly. You need to learn from the film room. You need to be around professionals for a two-year minimum and see the game, feel the speed, have a few preseason practice games during your career before you get out there and know, okay, I don't care if I backed up Trubisky. I don't care if I backed up Davis Mills. I don't care if I backed up Dak Prescott. When I get in there, at least I'll understand what this pressure is, what this dog is, what this front is, what this what this fire zone is, what this coverage is versus this formation, what I need to check this for protection into. Like, we don't have that anymore because yeah. we're missing that um, because we're, we're, we're instant gratification. We're throwing them right in, year one, boom. I, I just blows my mind that NFL people paying money that's astronomical, to these guys are okay with it. That's what fucking blows my mind. We're going to throw Justin Fields in there. <laughs> to Sinister's point here, this dick rider. <laughs> yeah, he's on a shitty team. More of my point. So is Daniel Jones. So that's what I'm saying. Trevor Lawrence was on a horrible one last year. But he has an NFL coach now that understands how to run a fucking NFL organization. You guys were so fast to get rid of Nagy last year because it was his fault, not Justin Fields. Well, you got a, you got your wish, homeboy. You got a new coach. Now what is it, motherfucker? Is it now Justin Fields is, is, is still not shitty or what? Is, is it the coach this year too? See, you motherfuckers keep making excuses for excuses when the bottom line is the quarterback shouldn't be fucking playing, period. I don't care how bad the team is. I don't care how good the team is. The quarterback ain't ready. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Nick. Put this. Let's talk about this Dick Ryder sinister. What's he if Justin Fields went to the Tampa Bay Bucks tomorrow, 
Sorry, they're not a playoff team either. Sorry, I don't give a fuck. That's how bad this cat is. He ain't ready. He That's ain't a good ready. Yeah. He, he's not That's ready. A good the quarterback is the crippler. How loaded are the Raiders? How loaded is that Raiders roster? I say top three or four roster in NFL. The quarterback is literally fucking the franchise and holding the Raiders back. And if you don't think that roster and that locker room know it, you're gonna you're, you're sadly mistaken. Right now, that is a fucking blow up waiting to happen because they realize, all right, dog, you've had your shot here. You've been paid. You've had four years. You went through Gruden. You can't do it. And that's what, what are they, it is, that's, dog. What do they see in Derek Carr to make him? I mean, they're paying him, man. You know, like, what do they see to make him a franchise QB? Like, why aren't they, you know, uh, Mark Davis. Sorry, I, I said Al Davis earlier. But Mark Davis, man, he's got the money, man. Like, go out and fucking find somebody. Draft a guy. You know, develop a guy. You know, because really, I mean, you're exactly right. Like Derek Carr, it's not like he's horrible, but he's just not the guy, right? He's not the guy to lead that team. You you put a Rodgers on the Raiders, which was a rumor there for a while. That's Super Bowl, like done and done. You know what I mean? Not put even Brady question. there. Put Brady there. Put Brady. Put, put exactly. any there. Put anyone there. Like that's the thing about it too. You you can talk about you can do that in a in quite a few different franchises right now. Um. You know, I, I would say this: you take Justin Jones, you take Justin Fields to the to the, to the Bucks. All right, take Justin Fields to the Bucks. They're not a playoff team. You take Daniel Jones to the Bucks. I think they're a playoff team because he'll have protection, he'll have wideouts, he'll fucking make plays. Justin Fields don't know where the fuck he's going with the football. At least Daniel Jones is year four starter. This is year two for Justin Fields. Justin Fields doesn't. I'm not saying. I'm not shitting on Justin Fields. I'm shitting on the process and the fact that he does not need to be a starter right now. He doesn't. He's not ready for that. He's not ready for that. And it doesn't matter what team you put Justin Fields on. He's not going to succeed. D- Daniel Jones has fucking played four years and been a four-year starter. So it is what it is. You can debate me all you want, Travis Johnson. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, but... Justin Fields ain't it, dog. All right? So go ahead and, and join me. Um, I, I would love for you to call in. But um, the the Cowboys are going to end up being the Cowboys, just like the Chargers are the Chargers, just like a lot of these franchises. They shit on themselves later on in the year. And uh, it is what it is. I think Devontae Adams is going to have the worst season of his career. I think the Raiders aren't going to – they're not going to make the playoffs. I think the Chargers are done. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. It's going to come down to the Chiefs and the Broncos. And based on the AFC, the other AFC right now, I don't know. We thought the AFC was going to be the loaded conference this year. It looks like the AFC is struggling. Um, Because if the Colts flounder and they're no good, the Titans and the fucking Texans are shit. And so you got a shit conference in total right there. Uh, the AFC East, besides, we'll see what Miami can do on, this, on, the, on the longevity side of it. The Bills are for real, we think. But the Patriots and the Jets are shitty. So those are out. Um, AFC North, Black and Blue Conference. Steelers, I don't believe, are a playoff team. They have no quarterback. They are missing a lot still. Even though Tomlin I love, I think he's going to do with the most he can with what he has. I don't believe they're a playoff team. The Ravens are a playoff team. The Browns, to be determined... And 
Um, who's the other team in there? Sensi. Oh, and Sensi's going through it right now with Burrow, and they're getting, he's having his sophomore slump, which a lot of quarterbacks do in the NFL. And they're learning themselves after a Super Bowl, which takes sometimes three or four weeks after that, that high wears off. You don't understand how high a Super Bowl carries. It carries for about six months, by the way. And so they're feeling that right now. So can they bounce back? We don't know. So they could easily be out of it. And I don't know if the Titans have the tools. Um, they're the only team other than the Colts. We'll see if the Colts bounce back. But the Titans and the Texans, I mean, the Texans and uh, and uh, Jaguars are the Jaguars for real? I mean, we're going to find I was, out. I was just going to ask you. We're going to find out. Thinking, but that AFC yeah. South, you know, can they make the playoffs? Maybe. If they do, fuck, it'd be a hell of a fucking job. Doug Peterson deserves coach of the year after what, I mean, that that franchise was buried. Yeah. Um, but, Trevor Jones is just like, I mean, watching highlights of him, man, he is like, in my mind, one of those like almost too good to be true type quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he can do it all. He's smart. You know, he's heady. He can move. He's athletic. You know, he can, dude, I think, you know, they've got some talent, man. They, I mean, they've had high draft picks the last couple of years. They're going to develop. I think maybe not this year, but they're, they're going to be a team, but the Colts, Colts and Titans are the ones Houston's not bad either. They got mills. They got that running back, man. I was watching them pierce, the dude runs like a freaking freight train, man. Like, yeah. there's some talent in the South. It's just a matter of who's gonna who's gonna rise to the top. I think it'll be Indy, but we'll see, man. Yeah. Matt Ryan's had to, I guess, had you have a tough love conversation with some people in the locker room this past week, and it obviously paid off. Hey, this is the thing about it. Um, I love hearing these guys that know absolutely nothing. Hey, Sinister, what do you do for a living, dog? Let me know. Send me your resume, too, by the way, so I can continue to talk to you and not block you. Or become a member, and you can call in and talk. But it's funny how all these cats talk shit, and then they talk about, I'm going to call in, but they never become a member because you know you're fucking scary like pussy. This is the problem, though. This motherfucker just told me on my show that Daniel Jones only started for four years in the NFL because he has no competition. Now, that might be the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Gino was there, life. right? He just said the NFL doesn't have competition. Like, you're acting like this motherfucker's playing intramurals at fucking Cal State Los Angeles, and he has nobody to compete with. Like, you don't think of NFL franchise could have drafted a quarterback or two or three by now? You fucking idiot. Don't talk no more. Become a member or get the fuck out. I'm going to block your dumbass. There's no competition. That's why Daniel Jones starts in the NFL. <laughs> Holy fuck, dog. That's unbelievable to me. So Cooper Rush isn't competition to Dak Prescott. He got hurt, and Cooper Rush is 3-0. So, of course, what do I know, right? We, we, we got stupid humans in the world, dog. I'm stuck. That's what blow, yeah, it blows me away because, you know, it's the fucking NFL, man. Those yeah. guys are there for a yeah. reason. He, you know he, what I mean? They know yeah. what they're doing. It's just a matter of... Yeah. Putting the pieces together. Yeah, he's acting like them. he's acting like uh this motherfucker is at uh Rice University and the walk up uh fucking uh equipment guy is the backup. He's got no right. competition. Right. Um I don't know. Interested to see this tonight's game, man. I I am gonna take the Bengals. Um 
I'm going to take the Bengals to uh, get the Dolphins off their high horse right now. I think there's a lot on the Dolphins' head. I think they're going through the fucking concussion protocol investigation. Uh, I think they're becoming, they're slowly becoming the Patriots. They're going to win at all costs. I'm not mad at it. Fuck it. It's the NFL. That's what they do. I don't know why there's even cheating rules in the NFL. Fucking it's the professional big boys. Go do what you do. Uh, but we, we always throw these bullshit rules on them. Scape gate, clape gate, fucking state gate, all these gates. I call it fake gate. It's all about money. The NFL takes the money, and it doesn't matter what the fucking franchises do. But it is what it is. Um, who are you taking tonight? Man, I've been on back and forth. I want to go Dolphins, but, you know, uh, Cincinnati plays great at home. They got a really big win last week. I think Burrow's kind of getting his feet back under him. The O-line's getting healthier. They got that Prince dude coming back. You know, it's just a matter to honestly, God, tonight, you know, if both OTs don't play the left tackles, Taron Armstead and then uh, Lyle Collins, you know, that's going to be a big hiccup for both teams. But I'm, I'm going to take the Bengals at home, even though the Dolphins are three and oh, and their offense is, you know, just killing it right now. I think they're second or 13th in the league right now in total offense. But, and then also, like, if two is not healthy and you got Teddy in there, I mean, you're taking Cincinnati all day. So, I think when we uh, when we figure out what Tua and all these injuries, man, because a lot of these guys are questionable and we haven't heard if they're going to play or not. Yeah, um, but again, it's the NFL. You got to bet on it, and you know yeah. everyone's going to bet. There's million dollar parlays. Hector, you in here? I don't know if you're in here or not. Hector does a betting show on this show uh, after on on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Uh, he's always up on the on the on the loop on this stuff. Um, it's still the NFL. You're still going to bet it. People are going to bet it. No matter who's playing, they're going to bet it. Um, and at the end of the day, they're in the NFL, man. These Somebody's got to step up and make a name for themselves tonight, uh, whether Tua plays or not. You know, just, just months ago, we were talking about Tua's not an NFL starter anyway. I've said it. I think he's a guy that's not sustainable, but we're going to see. I, do, I have said he looks good this year. I think he looks better under the weirdo fucks tutelage. Whatever it may be, they bought in because uh, Tua looks a lot better. Uh, and also, though, I'll tell you guys real fast, Waddle and Tyreek Hill, I believe a lot of quarterbacks would look better. Um, I was just going to say. I, I broke down Tua, and I'm going to tell you, he still underthrows a lot of footballs. He's still underthrowing a lot of balls. He's really inaccurate. People think all this accurate bullshit, he's so inaccurate. The Guys are beating TBs by 15 yards, dog. I've never seen it in the NFL. Waddle and Tyreek Hill are getting behind corners at an all-time rate. And I'm going to tell you, secondary play in the NFL as a total has looked worse than anyone anywhere I've seen. I have not seen any, uh, any team's corner play be this bad in years. The Vikings, the Ravens, the... the uh, the Bengals, they have looked atrocious. The Rams. Uh, there's some bad secondary play. And I don't know if it's schematics or straight up just execution. But we're looking in the backfield. We're, eat, we're, we're so fucking uncoachable right now. Like... We got guys. I've seen more NFL coaches throwing clipboards this year because cats are sniffing the backfield, looking at QB's eyes. You know why, though? It's funny because I'm coming from a coach perspective a lot of cats won't talk about. I believe corners and safeties, like Jalen Ramsey, who's a student of the game, who's a smart corner and understands it, I think Mm -hmm. they're looking at these quarterbacks as if they don't know what they're doing either. 
Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, if you think a quarterback don't know what he's doing, you're going to try to get that pick six on his ass, and you're getting real nosy in the backfield looking at this shit, and it's allowing you to get beat as well. Because remember, these quarterbacks are now double-head sword. They are more gifted, arm strength-wise, athletically. They can get out of your plus one pressure and and fucking stiff arm your ass and fucking throw a, a, on the run sixty five yard ball to Yo. a digs and now you got Jalen Ramsey chasing him down. So there's a double edged sword, dog. You, you 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 it's it's straight gambling. We are gambling right now in the NFL, not only at the quarterback position but at the cornerback position because I think corners realize quarterbacks aren't as good as they once were throwing the ball. But you can sniff it and get beat. Um, if well, they were saying, did you see the game the other night? Speaking of Daniel Jones, they were watching Trayvon Diggs and they kept replaying the, on the Peyton cast, Peyton Manning cast. And he was just like, he knows exactly what Daniel Jones is doing right now. Like just off where they're, where they're lined up, the motions, all that stuff. You just see him sitting there. Like he's just playing Daniel Jones, right? And he just jumps routes. He, you know, missed a pick six. But like some of these corners, man, are just absolute freaks. Like like Ramsey, Diggs, Xavier Howard. My guy Pat Sertan here at Denver. He's a stud. Um, but yeah, I mean the corner play. The I think the offenses now are just so complex. It's tough to it's tough to keep up with them, especially if they're going quick and no huddle and whatnot. Yeah, you know, we'll see. And you man. know the thing about it is, Diggs also has given up more yards to passing than any corner in NFL. Um, so he gave up 800 yards last year on his by himself. He he, yeah. he got beat for 800 yards in the pass game. You know what makes him? This is a perfect example. Um, he's a former wideout, so okay. he thinks he knows every wideout's cut. He need, he thinks he knows every wideout's stem. He thinks he knows what wideouts are doing based on their eyes, their body language, their structure, their stature. You know, are we seeing knees bend, hips slow down? Are we seeing arms slow down? Are we seeing going from vertical route to breaking down to a dig route? Do we see mm-hmm. full top down to a hitch? I think he's reading that shit because he's a former wideout himself. So I think he's sniffing it, and he's get, he gets interceptions, but he also gets beat. So he's a perfect, burned, yeah. he's a perfect yeah. example, you know what I'm saying, of, of that guy getting nosy. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Travis Johnson, here's the link right there. You can call in. You're a member. Shout out. I let you call in. I'm a real one, dog. You call in and debate me, Justin Fields. I want to hear it. I want to hear you're so confident about Justin Fields. And I appreciate the slapdick whiskey thing. Um, Go ahead. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not a... uh, I'm not, I'm not a believer. I, I, I truly do believe that the corners know that these quarterbacks aren't very good no more as far as I'm going to steal one on you. But I think mm-hmm. they're learning, too, that we could get beat real quick, too. Right. Um, and that's what's pissing coaches off because they want you to play sound. They want you mm-hmm. to fucking stick in there. They want you to sit in there and, and play their coverage because once you fuck up, you're fucking putting the team at risk uh, as a whole, right? We all know, right. like – Wideouts don't get the ball, then they stop running routes. And then the corner sees them slow down, and they come and blow up the route we're trying to throw the ball to because you're lazy ass fucked up, right? So right. we, it takes 11. It takes 11 on both sides, and that's what a lot of cats, I don't believe, realize. And so, um, 
you know. A lot of these D lines too, I think it affects it too. Like a lot of these D lines are getting big and like they're getting pressure on the quarterback too. So I think that plays into it, you know, especially with like D lines like freaking Washington. I mean, you look at like their entire front five are, you know, first round picks. Most, most of them top 10 picks, you know, and that affects the coverage too. And so it's just, the the DB play recently has just been and some dude some of the penalties that are being called like I just don't know how corners operate in the NFL right now man it's tough yeah um yeah Jacob Ogle uh Ogly Ogle I'm not sure your name um Justin Jefferson Justin Jefferson has been locked down the last two weeks um but he did get offensive player uh, of the month apparently um or the year I mean um uh, but last year dog we're not in last year. So, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to go back and take away fucking uh, the Heisman Trophy because Bryce Young hasn't played well versus Texas? Like, you can't go back and talk about what he didn't do. Last year, Jefferson was the best receiver in football. Like, clearly. This year, people fucking watch film. They, they, they see things they're going to do. They're going to change some things up. Detroit has a nastier team this year. I think they're living through their head coach. So I think that at the end of the day um, – you know, he's going to face some trials and tribulations. I told you, a lot of NFL guys, after their rookie year, face some trials and tribulations. They're going to have hiccups. I think this is truly Burrow's second year. You guys all think it's his third year. Year one, he got hurt. Year two was his last year. His rookie year, in essence, goes to a Super Bowl. But please understand something. Burrow is older than Josh Allen... He's older than Lamar Jackson. He's older than, I think he's the same age as Mahomes. And he's only played two years because he was older coming out of college. He's a coach's son, too. He was held back in high school. He transferred. You have to understand, he is a really a coach on the football field. And he's been coached mm-hmm. by a coach, like his mm-hmm. whole life. A big-time Division One coach, by the way. His daddy's a great dude, by the way. Uh, recruited me for a long time. Um Burrow's ahead of the game, and he's older. So you have to realize that that thing plays in that 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 plays uh in, in, that plays into effect. Uh, yeah, of course, I agree. Cooper Cup had the best season. Uh, obviously, I agree with you on that. But I'm just talking about new booties. I'm talking about Jefferson. It was a new booty. Him, Chase, uh, all these young guys out there. Waddle, Smith, at Eagles. All these young uh, wideouts. Um, I think uh, Jefferson and Chase are the two best right now, and they stand above everybody else. Yeah, Cooper Cup had the best season in a, in a one-more-game season, by the way. Um, I think Calvin Johnson still had the best season of all time in one less game, uh, if you want to compare seasons. By the way, both of those guys were throwing the ball by the same guy, Matt Stafford. But what, what do I know? Um Hey, it is what it is, man. Um, Nick, I appreciate you joining us, man. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, shit. I didn't know we're almost two and a half hours in here. I'm gonna get the audio side up today, and uh, we'll be back at one o'clock Pacific to talk all things. We'll see if uh, Sarah's back or not. Uh, if the if the hurricane is uh, is lightened yeah, up or not, and right. uh, and see what's happening, and we'll see if Pac-Man joins uh, Pac Man Jones joins us today. We'll see. I'm waiting to hear. I hope he, hopefully he can. And uh, he'll be at the Bengals game, I know. He lives in Cincinnati, and they're, they're there with the, the Dolphins, so he'll be there. He also has a show on my network um, with Solomon um, Woodcock. So he's on there on the show, and uh, you know, we'll see if Adam uh, Pac-Man Jones joins us today. 
And if not, Marcellus Wiley will be here tomorrow along with Brandon Lang. Talk all things betting. So appreciate Nick. Nick will be joining us in the mornings um, uh, on the wake up show. So get used to it. Uh, you got social media, Nick? I just got a Twitter. Uh, I don't have Instagram, Facebook like that. I hate that shit. So no I just got the Twitter. It's at Eaton JK, E A T E N J K. Um, yeah, go ahead and follow me. I'll post some stuff. I'm, you know, not as active on social media as most people, but that's about all I got. Well, uh, we'll post it on the ticker uh, later on. Cool. Um, what up, Wido? What up? What up? Man, chilling. Had a quick question. I don't know if uh, <clears throat> your guest here wants to answer as well, but I know we're talking about the quarterback play in the NFL. As a defensive-minded coordinator, are you preparing your guys as if these athletic quarterbacks are going to be on the top of their game? Or are you saying what you're saying, Coach, they're not that good to maybe take more risks and jump it? Hmm. I don't know. Nick, I mean, you want to answer that first? <laughs> I was going to say that's a tough one because, you know, you got to respect the guys, right? You got to say, look, this guy can ball, man. He's going to run by you. He can cut on a dime, you know, like. But I think at the same time, they coaches kind of get that swagger instilled in the in their team, right? They're like, but yeah, we got this scheme ready for them. If they run this, we got this. You know, I but I mean, you you play a guy like Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or you know, in my mind, Devontae Smith over in Philadelphia. Like man, AJ Brown, you got to respect them, man. You got to understand how how good they are. But then at the same time, you got to have a plan to kind of say like, you know, we got these guys. Like, don't worry about it. Like, we got a good plan. I don't know yeah. if that answers your question. Yeah, it definitely does. Just because obviously when you're playing a, a Brady, a Rodgers, you're right. always going to be right. on your P's and Q's. But when you play the athletic guys that might give you a chance, just didn't know if you'd have to say, hey, they're at the top of their game, respect them. Or you'd say, you know what, they're not that guy. Let's get right. them. Right. Yeah, that's what you're seeing with these digs type of guys and these other guys, though. They're taking risks because I think they realized uh, they, these motherfuckers are – are uh, not as good as they once were, but at the same time, they can beat you because they are more athletic. But I don't know. It's very slippery slope, dog, to fuck with. I, I just think overall, NFL is not the same, dog. And college football is clearly not the same. And I think it's just getting worse. And I don't know what to say, dog. I don't know if we're going to be able to change it or not. Gotcha. It's well, I appreciate it, man. Bad. Great show, coach. You straight? Oh, I'm here. All good. Lost power for a couple hours, but we back now. Huh. Oh, yeah, you don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on the West Coast, though. Or you're yeah, on the East, East Coast. Coast. East Coast, yeah. JB, we good? We're good, brother. I appreciate you joining us. Absolutely, man. Morning's moving on. I'll see you tomorrow. Glad to be here. All right, buddy. Later. That's it. All right, Wido, I'm out. All right, Coach. Me too, man. I'll, I'll see, see you on the on. afternoon show. All right. Uh Zach Smith is on every Mondays for Menace Mondays. So if you don't know the show profile, uh, make sure we become a member, man. Zach is on every Monday. Matt McChesney's on every Wednesday. Brandon Lang is on every Friday, even though he's only been on once because he's had to have surgery. He'll be back this Friday, full go, uh, every Friday. So that is what it is. So I appreciate everybody coming in. Joe Accord, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you. I will see you later on today at 1 o'clock for the Coach JB Show with Sarah Blake. As hopefully Adam Pacman Jones joins the show. Appreciate you guys. I will see you this afternoon. Don't be a slapdick. Head on over to CoachJBStore.com. Get you one of these fresh ass hoodies. 
Slap hoodies are on fire. You can get one of two different ones. That L.A. or the L.A. Doyers symbol. Check it out. Uh, But we'll see you later on today, man. I appreciate you joining us. And uh, peace. I'm a chameleon, they call me, man. Yeah. I can go in and walk into any any type of uh, any home, any background, walk down any street in, in the country, in my opinion. And I think that real recognizes real. It's a new, new venture that we have. The Coach JV Show with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I am ready to do some content. Give it to you straight, no chaser. Sarah Blake.